Now, right. like like last week's episode, our intro story is a tale of memes and woe. This article comes out of the Digital Fix and was written by Charlotte Colombo. Not only did Morbius star Jared Leto, who had become infamous in the superhero movie fan community for his poor performance as Joker in The Suicide Squad, but it, in promotions of the film Morbius was unironically described as a Marvel legend, despite nobody actually knowing who he was. With wooden acting and an incredulous plot, it was clear that Morbius was the room for Generation Z and the memes just started flowing. It all started because Morbius was, as expected, terrible. Our staff writer, Jacob Barnes, called it a failure of the fundamentals of filmmaking in his one-star review with a Rotten Tomato score of 17% and a lackluster box office performance. Sarcastic tweets joking about how full up their Morbius screening went viral, along with countless troll reviews on Google. The fun was in the hyperbolic nature of these reviews, with one reviewer calling the movie the the closest interpretation of God we'll ever see. As Morbius predictably bombed at the box office, shit posters on the popular subreddit, our movie Circle Jerk, (laughs) started joking that there was actually a Morbius sweep in theatres. The phrase was then popularised as a viral Twitter hashtag in early April with users making memes about how the film's success at the box office was being covered up. People joke the film had achieved over 200% approval on Rotten Tomatoes and made even Martin Scorsese change his mind about superhero movies with a fake quote that was believed to be real by Tyrese Gibson. What a fool. Purporting that Scorsese had called Morbius the truest height of cinema. Several users also posted jokes about how the movie had made more billions of dollars at the box office, which had become the start of another trend of people replacing and suffixing various words with morb. The Morbin memes reached fever pitch after the spooky movie had its digital release and boasted high ratings on Apple TV Plus to try and game hype for the movie. Sony created an official Morbius Discord, which Leto was a part of. Unfortunately, this community... Ooh. Sorry, it's a long story, but God, it's a, it's a journey. Unfortunately, it's this community... It's a good one. No, keep going. I'm looking <laughs> which, for it. Which currently has more than 45,000 members was quickly hijacked by shit posters. Members of this subculture call themselves <laughs> Morbheads and say things like, More bussy got me acting unwise. <laughs> from... from Sorry, more bussy just gets me. Uh, <clears throat> throughout May, the memes continued to arrive thick and fast because a lot, <laughs> just like that more bussy, because a lot of people hadn't actually seen Morbius. Part of the fun was to invent various details about the film, such as Morbius fighting Venom and the now infamous catchphrase, It's Morbin time! From there, people started joking about the possibility of a Morbius cinematic universe or various Fast and the Furious-style Morbius sequels, which led to Morbius 2 trending on Twitter, along with It's Morbin Time, with the latter being a trending topic on Twitter for a whole week. When Sony announced that they would be re-releasing Morbius to theatres, it became clear that the joke was about to die a horrible and painful death. But what really cemented the joke's demise was Leto himself getting in on the action as he tweeted a video of himself reading a script for a Morbius sequel entitled Morbius 2, It's Morbin Time. Although a oh small number of Morbheads are still keeping up with the shitposting, Google search data 
shows that interest around Morbius is rapidly dropping, with the second theatrical release for Morbius flopped even harder the second time around, making just $82 per theatre. <laughs> Have either of you seen Morbius here? No, this is news to me. <laughs> yes, I saw Morbius at the movies because oh, I am an absolute awesome. maniac. I saw it opening night. Um, I'm a big Jared Leto stan. I love Jared Leto, 30 Seconds to okay. Mars. One of my favorite bands okay. of all time in the yep. past. Uh, some of their first two to three albums are some of my favorite albums of all time. Since they got past that uh, and the latest America album, when they kicked out, uh, I think, was it Tomo or Sh- yeah, Tomo? Uh, band sucks now. Album sucks. Uh, Leto's <laughs> become kind of like a uh, kind of a meme of himself with the whole Thirty yeah. Seconds to Mars <laughs> cults and everything. So I still like Leto, and I still think he's actually a good actor. Of course, he won the Oscar in uh, Dallas Buyers Club, and um, yep. I loved Requiem for a Dream. And he has, like, you know, pops up here and there and everywhere. But, um, yeah, him taking it too far with the whole kind of method acting with the Suicide Squad and then <laughs> even in this and then just, like, being in these, like, flops of characters. I must say, like, they do describe Jared Leto as, like, bland cardboard type thing. I don't think anything he could have done could have saved this movie at all because it's just <laughs> absolute <laughs> trash. Like, there is no redeeming things about it whatsoever. It's just... And the thing about it, it's like, it's not really bad, but it's just... It, it just exists somehow, and it's just yeah. meh. And that's like that's like 10 times worse than uh, uh, than being bad. And I see he, like, he described it like as this generation's The Room. I think that's a slap in the face to The Room, because The Room <laughs> is absolute fire. It is... Uh, I think yeah, I- The Room is pretty pretty good. Um, that is so bad. It's good. This is so bland. It's it's forgettable. So uh oh, okay, yeah. See, see, the room is is a lot of things, but is definitely not bland. Yes, that is for sure. I don't think Morbius is even a fun a fun hate watch. Yeah, it's just oh, uh, that's, that's just a shame. A, yeah, that's a disappointment. That's a real around. shame because I saw I saw the quote. It's Morbin time, and I'm like, oh, okay, I got to watch this. <laughs> um. <laughs> he doesn't say it. It was one of the made up ones. <laughs> no, no, I saw that, or at least someone someone on IMDb probably put it in as a yeah. false statement. But they quoted yes. "It's Morbin Time" in there, and I'm like, oh, okay, I got to watch this. This sounds really fun. Got a few. I've got a few cool um, <laughs> reviews here on Letterboxd that uh, that I've liked. Um, okay. I gave it one and a half star out of five, and I said not enough shirtless Leto. So that was my review. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then some of the other reviews I've got here, uh, someone's given it half a star. They said the M in MCU stands for Morbius. Uh, <laughs> half a star, the number one hit film of two thousand and three. And then this one I like is uh, one and a half star. First date idea. Take her to see Morbius and tell her it's empty because you rented out the cinema. <laughs> so, Letterboxd is uh, a gold Ouch. mine for uh, some hilarious reviews as well. Oh, oh incredible. I feel bad for Jared Leto because he is, this is not looking good for him in the future. <laughs> now he's got a track record of big superhero movie flops. <laughs> You know, the first one, it would have been a, a hard sell for his agent to get him the lead role in this one now, and I don't know what that means for him in future titles if if his name's starting to become poison. I think the, the House of Gucci has done that more so than Morbius, like that actually cartoon <laughs> character 
character in the movie and even even just the film in general. Like, I think Lady Gaga is the only one in that film that like knows what's going on. So <laughs> I have not watched a Sony Marvel movie since the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Obviously, the recent Spider-Man movies are sort of joint films, but they're, they're ones that are just strictly in their own Sony universe. I have not watched any of them and I'm not losing any sleep over it whatsoever. They just... They all sound absolutely awful and just CGI messes when it comes to any of the action and all that. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I just find it, I'm not a fan of Sony's movies in general. Like lately, I just like I, li- I liked uh, Into the Spider Verse. I thought that was fantastic, and that was Sony. Oh yeah, that was so great. Good. But that, that Sony just has way more corporate crap. I feel than any other studio. I'm just not a fan of their films in general. So to see that they try to capitalize on the meme, like they saw, oh, Morbius is trending. Oh, all this Morbius time stuff. Let's jump in and and try and cash in on that. And then it makes $82 of fucking theater. Holy shit. Oh, dear. I love it. Hello and welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories, but also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week. My name is Zach and I'm here with my great co-host, Lockie. How's it going, Lockie? I'm Lockie. <laughs> How are you doing, man? Yeah, look, it's as janky as the last episode. If anyone's heard the recording, just shout out. I know Zach mentioned it at the beginning, um, but God, <laughs> I listened back on that. I think, personally, I think Zach did a wonderful editing job, so I have to thank you, Zach. I had a great time. I was pissing myself with where you inserted myself, but it was just so funny. But I, I do, I can, that was great for me, and I loved it but i am mindful that the show is actually for other people because this might be the only episode i've ever listened to and it might be a little bit confusing so if you if you were listening to lucky responding to things and thinking what the fuck is he talking about yeah sound bites lots of sound bites there were recording issues completely my fault i'm a dumb dumb i left my mic on mute for a large amount of it it was during when we were talking about uh, Sonic Frontiers. So when we were talking about that stuff, but I think it's pretty obvious where it is. Like I just loved how <laughs> there was a moment where so you're like, funny. Pokemon Daddy is Bay, and then Anthony's like, Yeah, and then just starts <laughs> yeah. talking about something completely different. To <laughs> yeah, I loved, I loved Sonic it. It was seamless stuff. in how everyone responded. <laughs> it's great. Well done. Oh dear. Uh, but someone whose input to this episode isn't just going to be chopped up sound bites. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Watson from Radio Watson. Buddy, how's it going, mate? I am well. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well, man. I'm stoked to get you back on again. It's been a been a little while. I think, yeah, God, it was all the way back in, oh, jeez, I think it was like October last year. Yeah. Oh, shit. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. It's good to have you back. How have you been? I have been good. Thanks for having me back. Um, time is, uh, who knows what time is after these last two years. It's uh, hard to judge and <laughs> we'll never know. There's no way to decipher it. So, uh, Absolutely. Oh, no, you decipher it by watching the difference between season three and four of Stranger Things. That's, <laughs> oh, that's how you get a- That's right, yes. That's how you get a good sense of the pandemic and the time skip, basically. Like, damn, these kids are all adults now. <laughs> but <that's> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> for this year for me, I, I can tell time of like, you know, was it before or after the slap? Or was it before or after the Amber Heard trial? <laughs> you, you, trial? Are we talking about the Oscars slap or the, uh, the, the, the slap from Big Brother uh, back in the oh. early 2000s? Because that was a different time. Oh, I haven't heard about the Big Brother slap. <laughs> What did Gretel uh, get a little bit? Um, no, the, uh, no, little bit no, no, that was uh, big, big brother so, turkey slap. Google it. Yeah, you, know, oh, you, don't, you oh. don't remember the turkey slap, man? That was huge news. Oh, it was awful. Oh. It was basically two dudes sexually assaulted a girl in in a house. Terrible. But it was a time in Australian in yeah, the Australian okay. world well, that it was like. Half the people were like, oh, it's just a prank, bro. Yep. And then the other half of the people were like, no, nah, you, nah, you, you can't do that. And I, I, so I definitely fall like, firmly nah, on the side of it. Yeah, you just, can't do it's that. It's an assault, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. you slap that's someone with ridiculous. your penis. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Well, was it consensual? No, well, no, they like held yeah, her down okay. and yeah. did it. Um, oh, but Jesus. she said she okay. didn't care and she thought it was funny. Um, but they still kicked the the boys out of the house because they're like, well, no, even if oh. she took it as a joke and you were joke, technically joking or whatever, it's still s- fucking sexual assault. I dare say if I got held down, someone slapped oh. me with a penis, I'd be pretty upset and I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge anyone for being upset about being treated in such a way. I was not expected to talk about this at the top of the episode. And, and also just, just talking, I mean, like now we're getting into it. We're getting into it. Big Brother is a TV, Big Brother is a TV show where you have a whole bunch of basically people that are aspiring celebrities, aspiring models and actors trying to get their face out there. And this is for a lot of them, their first sort of um, opportunity to, to, to start generating their, um, their brand, personalities, their right? brand. Exactly. Exactly. They're trying to build a career off this. So. You know, you don't know how she really felt. She was probably just trying to roll with it as best she could, thinking, well, I'm not going to make waves of this because I'm trying to create a career for myself in this industry. So that's mm. another lens to think of it as probably someone should have went to jail. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe she played her cards right. She did get to, she popularized the bum dance as a dance and then got to uh, release the bum dance song later on. I'm pretty sure that was the same person <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. of. All right. Yeah. So, so this took a real dark turn. What were we <laughs> even talking about? Uh, we're talking about how time sucks and whether we're pre-slap or post-slap and uh, we're definitely <laughs> post-slap. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so we were talking about pretty dark shit, but this just took it to a new level. Yeah. I was talking about Oscars <laughs> slap though, which, uh, yeah, definitely has a... Bit more levity to it, I guess. I don't know. Depends who you oh, are. Dear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh dear. All right. This is a yeah. This is a spicy episode. Yeah. This is a, buddy. This is you, you brought, brought up the brought up Big Brother and the. I apologize. I apologize. You. I'm sorry. Just you know, I saw the segue. I took it. No, no. I love it. I love it so much that I want you to tell everyone listening where they can hear all your wonderful content i'm a big fan of radio watson it's been a bit of a bit a little while since you've had an episode it has yeah i don't release weekly or anything so i think i've done one last month uh, i'm gonna drop one uh very soon probably about the xbox uh, coverage oh. coming up so um radio watson yeah. over on apple podcast spotify google play all good past podcast services and i'm um, doing a little bit of a streaming uh over on my own twitch at buddy watson so um yeah that's mainly where i'm doing stuff at the moment so yeah. Oh, nice. I'll, I'll have to give you a follow. I wasn't aware that you'd start streaming. That's cool. Bloody hell. How are you finding it so far? Dig it. I did a little bit of streaming back end last year, only like here or there. And then I went yeah. really hard at the start of the year and did a lot. And um, my goal was kind of like to reach a- affiliate. So I got to affiliate. And uh, since I've done that, I didn't stream at all for like a month now that I'd hit my numbers. And uh, I was kind of just waiting to kind of do a little bit of 
uh, rebranding or fixing up the channel and, and doing adding all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, yeah. notification pop-ups and all that stuff. But uh, a game came out and I just wanted to stream it, so I jumped straight back into it on Friday night and kind of messed up all those plans. But yeah, I'll probably keep just streaming the rest of that game for the for the week. So yeah, it's fun. I'm loving it. That's that's what it's all about, about playing games on stream that you want to want to play. That's bloody awesome. Mm. Ah, well, yeah, all, all those all those links will be in the description of the podcast episode. And speaking of streaming, I've been doing some streaming as well, too. I think uh, this week on Wednesday, 6.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash news to reviews. I think I'll be streaming some... Of the quarry, I reckon. I thought that would be a perfect sort of game to, to stream. So I thought, why the, the fuck not? I think there's meant to be a stream mode. I still haven't really looked it up and double-checked. It does. It, nah, it does. I can confirm. It does, yeah. I picked, I, up, the, I was, I picked up the quarry. Yeah, I was streaming it actually so. on Friday. <laughs> oh, that was the yeah, game! That was the game. No I didn't, I didn't, oh, it's so you, good. But you talk about games later. Like, you, So I didn't want to like ruin, bury the lead. You know what I mean? Oh. So I was, I was trying to set it up for your show. And this is the tricky part. We're going to get into it because that's the game that I've been playing religiously for the last couple of days because it's awesome. so fucking good. And I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. So I, because I know everyone's still sort of digesting this thing. But we'll try and yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. I've got questions. <laughs> we'll try and keep <laughs> oh, it as spoiler sweet. free as possible. But yeah, we will get into this. Very oh, good. I'm bloody pumped good. for that. If you're excited about hearing about this stuff, give us a cheeky rating or review on, on Apple Podcast or Spotify allows you to do that now. That is the best way you can help us get into the ears of more people. But it is definitely right. June, people. There is a lot of gaming news. It is ridiculous. How about we get stuck on into the gaming news? Well, I'd just like everyone to to stop stop what they're doing, stop listening to the episode, review us now, give us that five star, then you can get back to listening to us and, you know, just get it out of the way. <laughs> now, the first couple of stories are just your kind of bite-sized, fun-sized little stories. They're nothing too insane, but we got, got a lot of meat and potatoes to get to at the end of the episode. Don't... <laughs> Don't you worry about it. So the first story is, we, we were talking about li literally last week uh, when we were uh, talking about multiverses with Anthony from What Do You Think About This? Shout out to that wonderful man. Uh, we, we were kind of making fun and poking jabs at Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl for not having voice acting in it. Uh, and it's coming to mm -hmm. PS Plus and whatnot and rah, rah, rah. So we're like, you know, it's great, great, whatever, but no voice acting. It's getting voice acting now. It's already in there. So if you've got Nickelodeon All-Star oh, Brawl, there's crazy. a free update and you have voice actors. Happy days. I'll probably check it out again. I don't know. Buddy, do you have any love for Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl? At all? Not really, no. I have zero love for it. Um, surprisingly, it is a problem. I don't know. Maybe I'll get pelted and uh, abused because of this, but I really don't like Smash Brothers either. Um, oh, okay. <gasps> wow. dun, dun, dun. Buddy has been disconnected <laughs> from the call. What? <laughs> what happened? Oh my goodness. Um, so yes, yeah, like on 64, I loved it, but uh, it, over over the years, it got a little bit uh, too complicated. Too many characters, and uh, yeah, I, I just too many characters. Out. Too many characters. Is it is it at all the anime characters that you don't like? Yeah, all the Fire Emblem. So, let's see all the all the sword people. Yeah. Get out of here! Right? Link, leave Link, <laughs> Link alone. But um, yeah. so I don't usually check out these games. But the fact that it's going to be on PS Plus, uh, maybe I'll give it a sneaky 
sneaky download and play for five, 10 minutes, earn one trophy and then say, this sucks, delete it. And then regret that that shows up on my trophy list. But, um, <laughs> yeah, well, at least it's good that they're getting voice acting. That was, uh, I thought what yeah. they just sound, are there no sound effects w- whatsoever for the characters or. It, it, it was just like it would make sort of noises when your attacks would land and like stuff, but yeah, type. no voice acting, and it was yeah. kind of it was almost kind it's of off putting. Yeah, that's yeah. off putting. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like it's Doom strange. without the heavy metal. It just doesn't. You're just running around being really violent against demons. It just doesn't feel the same. Especially when you pair, yeah. pair this with the um the WB game that's coming out with their kind of fighting game and having you know all the legendary voice actors come mm. back and do their parts. It's uh. Yeah, maybe they got the memo and like, oh shit, people love this thing. I think they listened to the internet as like a, an init- on release. This was a common feedback response where <clears throat> it, it definitely is what people are expecting. And it's just, you know, if you're planning on doing something like this Nickelodeon and you're planning on celebrating your characters in the history to not include anything that actually is the sound, which is pretty much the lifeblood of any animation is the audio stuff is just bizarre. And also, buddy, just really quickly, I love Super Smash 64. That is my favorite version of Super Smash, having grown up on it. I Ness, still play it to this very day Ness. on my old beaten um, Nintendo 64 to smash it out. Ness, Ness is one of my favorites. Yeah, see? Ness is one of my favorites. If you can master that bloody Thunderbolt recovery. Oh, Unstoppable. He's a powerhouse. All right. Let's get back into it, Zach. What are we talking about? Nickelodeon or some shit? <laughs> That's right. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Now, look, I I don't really like Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl's chances, considering... Ah! Oh, but he just oh, showed geez. us his Nintendo 64. Does it still work? No, I don't have a power cable at the moment, um, but I can get one. It's only like 25 bucks, but yes, it does work, so... Oh, That's damn. Awesome. You might just need a blow in the cartridge or something like that. That's how I'd always Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, for people out there, it's actually methylated spirits because um, the alcohol like oh. dries up the in, in the cartridges oh. in Nintendo 64. If you ever can't get a cartridge to go, that'll clean the bottom of the um, cartridges there. And blowing it does nothing. Well, like swabbing it or something. Swabbing it inside the console. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. That's good to know. That's very good to know. I've yeah, just been uh, blowing it like an idiot all this time. Yeah. I heard. I, I heard that blowing it does nothing as well too. It's more the taking it out and putting it back in that actually makes yeah. some kind of difference. But I still oh. always did it anyway. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. It's part of the ritual. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I felt like I was doing something. That I was probably just putting my saliva inside the cartridge look just <laughs> really quickly i don't like nickelodeon all-star brawl's chances against multiverses like multiverses is free to play uh, nickelodeon all-star brawl they added one free character which was garfield beloved nickelodeon character oh, garfield what the fuck? <laughs> yeah super weird but now they're, they're already uh like charging for dlc uh, and it's the next character is going to be like a what was it? It's like some character from myself as a teenage robot or something like that. It was a like a series <laughs> I never, never got into when I was younger, but I, I vaguely remember it. Uh, but where's like the angry beavers and stuff like that? And um, look for the for the most part, all the voice actors they got were great. They got Tom Kenny, they got the dude who plays Patrick. I forget his name, Bob something or other. Um, Bob Saget. The only one that they were missing out on, Bob Saget couldn't do it because he's not alive. Uh, <laughs> the only one they couldn't get uh, was Tim Curry to play Nigel Thornbury, and that was yeah to the begrudge of uh, Aaron in in our chat. He was not happy about mm. that, but you know they got most of them. Hopefully, the guy who does the impression does a decent enough job. Um, yeah, voice acting. 
decent. <laughs> now this next one, oh, there's there's one special reason that I decided to even include this story. God of War Ragnarok is coming in November, according to three sp- <laughs> according to three sources who spoke to Bloomberg's Jason Schreier. Oh shit! Well, we know it's happening if it's coming from Jason. <laughs> He's got it's his been finger a while. on the pulse. It's been a while since we've had a Jason Schreier story. So look, I still... That's all right. It's about quality, not quantity. Jason knows <laughs> what's up. <laughs> look, at, at the, I, I checked out the article. There wasn't much to say other than, yeah, he spoke to three sources and they said, yeah, they still reckon it'll be November, but I still feel like that could change at any point. I really just wanted to <laughs> yeah, say absolutely. Jason Schreier. Buddy, do you think we'll see God of War Ragnarok in November? Cue Vince McMahon's music. No chance. <laughs> no chance in hell. Uh, so, yeah, no, I don't think so. No chance. Like, what are we, June now? Yeah. The lead time? Like, if it's going to get announced, like they're saying, at the back end of the month, that's a really short lead time. The last time I saw a shortage lead time like this was, like, Bethesda with Fallout 4 um, as part of, like, their marketing cycle. So, mm. feels too... Tight, although maybe God of War did something similar, but I feel like that got delayed anyway. So I feel like if they do this, is their plan? They'll just announce it, and then it'll just get delayed into twenty twenty three anyway, into like March or something. I think you're spot on, and I think um I think in terms of those big AAA releases, we've already had the big AAA release from Sony around Feb March this year, and that was the Horizon um sequel. So hmm. I think it would make sense that they would stagger that, and this would be their their big post Christmas purchase. So, we'll see. But yeah, I agree. I reckon they're probably going to stall it. We didn't see Rift Apart until pretty close to release. I feel like it was only like, I think it was like January when we actually finally got to see some gameplay of that. And it came out in what? Was it June? I don't remember. Last year's a blur. I don't know. You'd be the only one that would know that. Look at the at the end of the day, um, yeah. I but I do at the end of the day agree with you, buddy. Like I, I just because I don't know, I'm I'm better off not get, getting my hopes up and being disappointed for one thing. <laughs> I've I've learned I'm I'm 30 now. I've learned to be cynical enough to <laughs> to not get my hopes up about almost anything. <laughs> so I I don't know. Like if it comes out this year, that'll be lovely. That'll be great. It'll just be absolute gravy on what already already has been a stacked year of fantastic video games. Um but yeah, uh, next year most likely for sure. But it's meat and potato time everyone. It's time to talk about Jeff oh. Keighley's Summer Games Borefest. Uh, this was also referred to from Anthony from What Do You Think About This? He just he messaged me in the morning afterwards. Uh, he must have watched the whole thing. All he said was more like Summer Lames Fest. Mm-hmm. Oh, burn. <laughs> Get the aloe vera. <laughs> now, this one, I... Um, this Got is me. one of those ones where I just checked out an article afterwards, just <laughs> summing up everything that was in it. And then thanks all fuck that it, I did not just try to sit down and watch this entire bloody thing. So I, I've not even included everything in there because there's so much stuff that just didn't interest me at all. Um, but buddy, did you check out the Summer Lames Fest? Cue Vince McMahon's uh, music. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I didn't. So, uh, yeah, too early in the morning for me. And 
um, after Keely did that tweet about manager expectations because I couldn't get all the world premieres that I wanted to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was zero chance of watching this. So I uh, just read one of those nice summary articles that just like threw out all the trailers in order of how they're yeah, announced. Oh, yeah. And I just cherry picked oh, yeah. what, I, what I wanted to watch. So um, I heard the show was not great. Um, it was like a bit long and winding with his segments talking and all the in-between the announcements. So, nah, I'll just sit there and watch uh, the YouTube clips. There was more stuff in that 30-minute state of play that I was interested in than this entire two-hour bloody festival thing. Uh, there was more stuff in Devol- Devolver Digital's 30-minute event that I was interested in th- than this entire event as well, too. I'm so glad I didn't watch that entire thing. And, Lockie, I'm assuming you didn't watch it, so how about I tell you all <laughs> yeah, about no. what was in it? So you mentioned before about world premieres, <laughs> buddy, and he may have said he wasn't going to have, have a lot of world premieres, but it didn't stop him from saying that almost everything was a fucking world premiere. So we got to see Street Fighter Six Guile, so a character that's been in all the Street Fighters, I, I'm pretty sure. But it's the reveal for him for Street Fighter Six, And that got a world premiere at the start. So I guess just a Yay. character reveal can be a world premiere now. Like, as long as there's something new in it, then technically <laughs> Jeff Keighley can call it a world premiere. Yeah. Look, I this ain't I, no Smash Bros. DLC. Like, <laughs> I think they, they've taken that concept and they've really pushed it out there. Well, the game's not even out yet. So at least Smash DLC yeah. is like stuff that you haven't got yet. You, you know, like, like it is stuff you haven't got yet, but the game's not out. Like it's not yeah. anything extra. Yeah, it's, it's a completely different thing. That uh, that's the thing is they look. It's completely different, but they have incorrectly misinterpreted the whole situation. Looked at that and went, "Oh, we can use that as buffer. That's good filler content." I know. I know. Anthony was excited for this because obviously he's a, he was on the gentleman we had on last week. He he loves Street Fighter, so he was all down for this. And Guile is apparently his main, so this is really exciting. But oh god, the the character model looks ridiculous. His bicep is like much, much larger than his head. Not if you include his hair, because his hair's also bigger than his head as well, too. Um, yeah, but I, I, I couldn't really care. Are you excited at all for Street Fighter Six, buddy, or do you care about Guile's world premiere? <laughs> With my opinion on Smash Bros., you'll be shocked to know that I have zero care for fighting <laughs> yeah. games whatsoever, yeah. so <clears throat> no chance. Oh, I'd rather go back and play my, uh, my little SNES classic and play Street Fighter 2 on that. Fair enough. Fair about. Fair enough. How about uh, about you, Lockie? Anything to say on Guile? You know what this says to me is, as somebody that's worked for a company and has, you know, in the past been given, you know, hard hard projects to take on. This this just screams to me as someone, a team that's been given a directive and they've been given nothing to work with. So they've said, you need to put this big event together because we've already made the commitment. So we have this big schedule in place and they have scrambled to find whatever they can to buff this up and, and make this great. So uh, I my heart goes out to everyone that was coordinating this one because it sounds like they just were given nothing. I think you're right, Lockie. I think they're like just spreading themselves too thin because they already yeah. like showed their interesting stuff to show at the state of play where it's like, oh, it's this open world thing. So we're finding out new stuff mm. that will affect what the end game is going to end up being, not just a character that's going to be yeah. in it that was we, we already assume would be in it. And we actually know would be in it because the the character sheet's been released. The character roster's been released, uh, leaked out. So... Yeah, yeah, who gives this a shit? This was just and a box tick. 
Well, you know what? There's going to be another event too. Capcom's having an event sometime soon. So what the fuck are they going to show there? It's just like, they're like, we we just have to be at every event. Doesn't matter what we have to show, but we just got to make sure we're there and we're showing Street Fighter (laughs) 6. Yeah, that's a problem. Again, it's going back to that quality over quantity. We need more quality stuff over quantity. We can't just be releasing terrible episode week after week. Now I'm getting very meta. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got I got the opposite. Well, you know. I got the opposite problem. I, I don't release an episode for a month, so uh, if it's not, if, if, it's, if it's not quality, it just means I don't have quantity or quality. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking about quantity over quality, we're talking about a series that we've been drowning in for years. Call of Duty. We got to look at Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two gameplay, and you know what? It looks like. Call of Duty gameplay. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. It was nothing special at all. People are probably people are going to buy it. It's probably going to be the best-selling game of the year, unless Elden Ring has already clinched it, which I'm really hoping it does, because fuck Call of Duty. Uh, but yeah, I, I could not no, give, be give stray, man. two shits about this. I might buy this in five years pre-owned when it's on special for like 10 bucks just to play through the campaign and be like, oh, that's like a Michael Bay movie, but it's a game. Fun. Hoorah. <laughs> It'll be stray. That'll win the, the highest, highest sales this year. Um, <laughs> a, a, the world loves cats. And B... The game is going to be free on a whole bunch of subscription services and they count as sales. Oh, Stray. I thought you were still talking about Call of Duty. I was like, what the fuck does Call of nah, Duty? No, no. I'm talking about Stray. No, I don't. <laughs> it, does it come clear how much I don't want to talk about Call of Duty? <laughs> Buddy, do you want to talk about Call of Duty? <laughs> nah. I actually, thought the trailer looked, I actually thought the trailer looked good, but um, I didn't play last year's and Cold War. I think I played for a little bit and I only played that 2v2 mode or the 3v3 mode. Um, so, yeah, interesting Call of Duty is just waning massively over the years. Just the war of diminishing returns. It's bloody good that they're taking a break next year, I'll tell you that, because they are they're just creatively completely out of steam. Like They, they have nothing left to do other than to go back and do things that they've already done, hmm. but not quite as good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, oh my God, that's how I feel. <laughs> this is very this episode is very meta it's all just very self-reflective i gotta say well speaking of seeing things that have already been done we already saw callisto protocol but we got to see more <laughs> more callisto protocol <laughs> which i was happy to see like some uninterrupted gameplay i got a bit of a better idea of what it's going to be and it's pretty much just 100% being confirmed mm. it's Dead Space <laughs> but with a different name and it looked fucking gorgeous and I can't wait to mm. play it and you can pick up people and throw them in a fucking fan and they explode I want to play oh. this right right now buddy do you want to play the Callisto Protocol uh, I'm probably not that hyped for it but um, <laughs> yeah trailer. Dead Space fan I never played Dead Space but uh, I'm very keen to so the Dead Space remake next year and just looking at the aesthetic of this, um, I'm super keen as well. Uh, if it kind of like if it's anything like your Resident Evil 2 remake or that kind of aesthetic, mm. um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably get into it. But man, this is like one of a million horror games that were kind of <laughs> shown at the presentation, which all had had similar kind of vibes and aesthetics, which is kind yep. of how you sell a horror game 
based on its trailer. So um, whatever I said about this trailer, you can pretty much translate to all the other trailers, but then maybe <laughs> less so, once again, War of Diminishing Returns, because I'd already had a trailer like that. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'll probably wait for reviews for this, but um, I-, I do like the look of it. Yeah, it's it's like any new property with a new developer and whatnot, even though there is veteran uh, uh, people with experience in the Dead Space series working on it. Uh, yeah, it should definitely be a, a wait and see, that's for sure. Lockie, did you check out the extra bit of gameplay we got for Callisto Protocol? No, fuck no. I had no, no. idea. No, I've been busy with the quarry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm um, glad to hear that Dead Space is confirmed. Dead Space is definitely <laughs> in my headspace. Um, probably will purchase because it's something, it was an old title that I'd been meaning to pick up a yonkers ago and I was holding out for the remaster. Here we go. I'm being given everything I've wanted. I feel like the the universe is giving to me because I've been the good boy and I've waited. <laughs> Bloody yeah. If you like survival horror in space, as you mentioned before, buddy, this 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 Summer Games Fest definitely has has it for you. Jeff Keighley should have saved this for end of October because it would have been far more in line with the Spooky. theme. Oh yeah. yeah. Um and yeah, I I'm so excited for it. Some things like gave me a little bit of worry when when you do see uh, the, the, oh, they're like kind of like zombies type things when you do see it get thrown into the fan. Uh, I did notice a massive frame drop for like a couple of seconds there. Uh, so if, you know, but you know, the game's not coming out until December. So hopefully they can iron out these little finer things, they but if they no, can, they if they can, that, you've zeroed in on probably somewhere where it'll chug and it'll just be what it'll be. We'll have to wait and see. I guess it remains to be seen. I I hope they maybe they had it. Maybe they had ray tracing on. Turn off ray tracing and maybe that'll help. Yeah, I, I will one hundred percent be playing in performance mode. That's for sure because that's what I do for every game. But yeah, here we go. Time to copy and paste some, <laughs> copy and paste some uh, uh, impressions here because Fort Solace, that's another third person scary space game. It's gonna probably be survival horror. This one's got Troy Baker and, oh, Lockie, Ooh. you're going to be very excited. It's got someone who just loves Dutch. It's got Arthur Morgan from Red Dead. I love you, Dutch. Oh, my God. I love Dutch. you, Dutch. <laughs> Dutch. Oh. Uh, that, of course, is Roger Clark. <laughs> you have to trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been developed uh, by a developer. Fall and leave. Uh, I don't know. I, I was way less impressed with this than I was with uh, Callisto Protocol. I don't know if that's just because of fatigue with this kind of genre of game already. <laughs> I mean, but, it was yeah. called Borefest, so, you know, you were to expect certain trends. Um, uh, well, <laughs> we can't be too We can't be too hard on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like you know, you either go, you either lean into Cthulhu mythos horror, space horror, or zombie werewolf vampire stuff. Like those are your only three sort of things. Okay, sure, buddy. <laughs> have I summarized? Have I summarized it? Can we move on now? <laughs> <laughs> buddy, do you have anything to say on Fort Solace? I have nothing to add. I'm sorry. Not fair. Don't fair. care. <laughs> well, maybe you'll have something to add with this one. Maybe you'll care about this one. Witchfire. The best way I could describe it was it was like Doom meets 
tiny Tinas. You got like sort of old school weapons that you can shoot with and you're fighting like sort of medieval enemies. Uh, and you can sort of dash around and the enemies attack you with quick movement and you have spells that you can use and abilities Ooh. that you can use as well too. Looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you check out Witchfire at all, buddy? I did check out the trailer and seeing it's behind the developers of the Vanishing Aether Carter. Um, oh. Does look good. I'm kind of worried that like it's a big, maybe, maybe a little bit too open, open world. I'm not really super keen on open world games, so... Mm. Um, depending on like what the, the structure of it is will be dependent on if I kind of pick it up. So maybe it's something mm. shorter, but yeah, nothing kind of wowed me, but yeah, I'll kind of, one I'll kind of wait on. Is your criticism on the open world factor is that, cause this is something that I've noticed and that I have a bit of a problem with open world games at the moment now is normally they're, they're, too, they're the worlds are too sparse and often I would just prefer for a really tight detailed map as opposed to like, you know, this big sparse do fuck all and spend half of the game just sprinting sort of thing 100 percent, like just check boxing um and like you're saying yeah that if the world yep. the welcome i've you know there are open world games that i've played and i've loved and i've you know finished yeah. and, and got obsessed with here and there um but less and less as i as kind of i've got older and that's because it's, it's the immersion and the storytelling and um you look yep. at something like the last of us which is a bit more narrative focus and linear even that kind of world it has does so much world building in it whereas open world it's kind of like all right go do whatever you want it's sometimes because there's no kind of through line um if they don't make the side quests or the the main campaign quests are kind of enough of delivering enough story or 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 lore or whatever um then then it's a bit of a struggle even with horizon they do those audio tapes Mm-hmm. you can't listen to them when you're not in the pause menu in, in the horizon one i felt that like i really burned that kind of thing so yeah I, I, mm. that's yeah another thing that i i think i agree with you there yeah i get you and the thing is like it was skyrim that set the tone and the expectations and we've just never quite gotten to that level again witcher got close i know zach will zach will say no witcher witcher set new benchmark but my opinion it it just didn't <laughs> it just didn't. It, it was close, but it, it's just not quite there. And that was in and of itself a thousand to one years ago. Um, I don't know. It was two pandemics, eight thousand wars ago. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I would prefer for a more tighter, tighter world. Although, with that said, God of War, that's pretty open worldy. It's not complete open world, but that was a good example of where you can have um, pretty open world and a tight narrative at the same time. So I'd love to see more shit like that. Okay. Well, would you love to see a game with one of the most boring titles I think ever? Oh, absolutely. Routine. Oh, I thought you were going to say paint. Uh, <laughs> routine. Ooh. All right. What's routine about? Paint's an excellent game. Um, <laughs> routine uh, it's been developed by Lunar Software and it's a space survival horror game oh god damn it <laughs> hang on hang on hang on with a twist it's oh. first person instead of third person now oh <laughs> completely different completely different so isn't Halo a space survival horror game first person yeah <laughs> no that's definitely more like an fps action game for sure but, but, but basically but first person is fps 
Look, but, but, well, yeah, you do see like a gun in this. The character never gets to use it, though. I, I liked oh. the. I liked. It, it looked kind of cool, the sh- small bit they showed. I was more enticed with this than I was with Fort Solus, which looks soulless. Um. I don't know. Maybe oh. it'll maybe it'll be okay. I I I don't know, but yeah, routine. <laughs> Anything to say, buddy? Not really. I know Zach Jackson uh, from More Blade is like super keen over this. He must have been one of those okay. uh, people around the time that it was announced uh, and got excited. But once again, it was just another similar trailer that I'd seen earlier in the presentation. So it's kind of yeah, a bit burned out. I guess I'm I'm just watching trailer over trailer. I'm not seeing the stuff in between. So maybe maybe I needed that. <laughs> to kind of bore me so I could uh, look forward <laughs> to the next trailer and just be excited no matter what. But um, nah, not, not really my vibes. So, uh, Well, this I think this one's going to bore most people, but it's something that I, <laughs> I still love this game and I still go back to it every now and again. And that's Fall Guys. Uh, they've basically announced that when they go free to play <sighs> next month, or th- wait, this month, June 21st, I think it was. Yeah. And then they go on Xbox and Switch and all that shit. They're going to have a new season to go with it. So we're going to have new shows to play. So new Fall Guys stuff for free are coming. Yeah. Happy. It's not survival horror. It's something different. Don't you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do either of you care about Fall Guys? No. (laughs) Oh, look, I'm happy. I'm happy for the people that will get to enjoy it. And you know what? In a more broader sense, I'm just happy to see more multiplayer games out there. Because I think, yeah, over the last couple of decades, I feel like we've had entire generations that have, you know, grown up without multiplayer games being able to play with their mates in a in a fun way i mean other than fortnite fortnite's literally the only one so. <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about Lockie. multiplayer games now are bigger than, than they've ever been like literally oh. the big thing in in all of in games journalism three years ago was first player a, a, a single player narrative games are dead and then we'll prove in about a thousand times over that that's definitely not. The I know. Case I know. With games Look, like it, God of War, etc. The bias. The bias there is that I don't see MMOs as games, and I just mentally block out that entire industry. And I think that's where that my mindset's coming from there, where I'm like, oh, these poor kids, they've had no multiplayer games because I've just completely cut out the largest <laughs> video game industry in the world. <laughs> well, don't don't mentally block out this next game. I'm really hoping it's not going to be bad. Oh, my God. It's Goat Simulator 3 by Coffee Stone. Oh, I thought that was a sheep. <laughs> they sound the same, I think. Oh, I should have screamed. Oh, it could have been one of those screaming goats yeah. that you oh, see man. in the Taylor Swift songs. From Great back- YouTube content, that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, a, that was huge back in 2014 or <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Goat Simulator 3 had a great little trailer and I was like, I don't remember there being a sequel. I would have like seen that surely pop up in the specials on the PlayStation Store at some point. And no, there was never a second one. They've just gone straight to 3. So they're like when the iPhone went to iPhone, straight to iPhone 10, it's just going to be that much of an improvement on the previous Goat Simulator. It's going to blow your fucking uh, udders off. Do goats have udders? I think. <laughs> I if they do it like that um that duck cows. game that'd be good well, i have nipples greg can you milk me <laughs> i'm thinking of the goose game grizz no the goose until the until the goose game goose yeah. game that's it yeah no, so geese. if they do something like that that'd be great 
it, it's I don't know if you play the first Goat Simulator. I've got the the platinum in, and it's just stupid fun. I I I hope in a sequel they just have more shit we can just interact with and just fuck with because that's the fun of it and with the fuck mm. physics. But I just wish that the way you could control the goat just worked a little bit better. Like I get that that was supposed to be like part of the fun of it, but sometimes it was just hard to do the wacky shit because it was just hard to try and get the goat to do what the fuck you wanted it to do. But all the all the broken, ridiculous stuff. It's just, it's good. Hey, it's good have content. you ever tried to get a goat to do something in real life? I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been, <laughs> we were talking about before about not very good video game titles. I'm not a fan of this as far as like a title to a sequel goes. Uh, it kind of reminds me of when they did like, you know, was it like Faster and Furious R or some shit? <laughs> there was one of them where they just changed up the name and it was just fucking terrible. Yep. More fast and more furious. Yes, yeah, so it was something. Dumb I don't know. Like that. I'm just mate. I'm just yeah. I, I don't was, know. I haven't heard of it. I, I honestly think we're both wrong, but I think we're not that far off as well. Oh, I, I could imagine dumb. too fast and too furious would yes, be a sequel. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Fast and the Furious Five was the Fast and the Furious. No number. It's like this year. Scream. Scream 6 was just scream. <laughs> look who's fasting furiously now. And look who's fasting furiously too. <laughs> it must be Ramadan. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wow. Well done. Well done. Bloober team makes lay- layer layers of fear. I hope they get Kirstie Alley back in it. Lockie, you played Layers of Fear. Shout out to Torja. Torja, we oh, that's both right. played yep. it on on her laptop, and yep, oh, it was pr- pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I felt like like by the time I finished it, it was one of those ones where you finish it, and it's like uh you know, the thing from Jurassic Park. What's his name? <laughs> yep. it, you, you gotta yep. you gotta play it over. <laughs> you gotta play it over <laughs> again. Uh, to get, uh, like, the best ending or fucking whatever. And I just, I, I can't be fucked. You know, tell your story in one sitting. I don't want to have to Tell your story and fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But anyway, it, it was still, uh, they did a lot of interesting stuff in there, especially considering they there's no actual, like, enemies. It's just the environment you're in fucking with you. They do a good job of keeping you uneasy when there's no real stakes, I guess. But the the latest one, it's going to be the third one. So layers of fear, layers of fear two. Now it's layers of fears. <laughs> so there's just, just a plural of, of layers fears. of fears. Here you go. It's layers of hot layers. They should have said um. They should have said onion onion of fears because then it's a Shrek joke. It's of, just yeah uh, layers. Oh, oh. Onions have layers. They just straight up just call it Shrek Five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the most tenuous title connection of I all time. It. I love it. There's still time. So, whoever created Layers of Fears. So There's this is time. another another horror game, but this one isn't survival because you can't really die, and it isn't mm. in space as far as we know. <laughs> so, what? buddy, do you care? <laughs> They've created a new character. They've created a new <gasps> subgenre. <laughs> yeah, wow. Holy shit! Not space art. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh man. Alrighty. So layers of fears. Couldn't really cares. 
But something I might care about, look, let's be real, I'm probably going to get it because I'm a sucker for Naughty Dog. I'll just buy anything that they make pretty much. Hang on, hang on, one one, one real quick suggestion for Layers of Fears. If they make it based around like circles or globes or circular things, they could call it Layers of Spheres. Oh, I like it. We can move on now. Let's do let's it. Let's move on. Let's get the, let's get that kick started. That's right. Perfection has been achieved. Let's finish up. Let's wrap up the episode. We're done. So, who doesn't love a game that they've already got on two different consoles? I know. I know. I do. Last of Us remake was shown off another world premiere of a game that we've all already played and finished. If we uh, no, I haven't played it yet. All these uh, shut up, Zach. Okay. All this shit's for me. Okay. Oh shit! So lucky. <laughs> you should check out the Last of Us remake trailer. Yes. I, I, I'm probably gonna pick I it up. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew if I didn't play these games, eventually <laughs> these developers would release a 4K version. Yes. He's been waiting. <laughs> he's been he's been doing the James Cameron. He's been waiting since 2013. The Technology oh. is not ready for this game. I am yes. just going to sit on it. I am just going to wait. And when the technology is right, then and only then will I experience it at its yes. purest form. I've boded my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Lockie? You, you're in luck because mm. I checked out that trailer and it looks like The Last of Us. And it's, that's a good thing. Remade. That's a good, good looking yeah, game. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it was pretty good. I'd love to play it on 4K and play it in modern graphics. So yeah, and, and, I'm, that, and that's, I'm very pleased to hear about this. It's one of those ones, though. It's like it, it, it's not really that. It, it's it's kind of hard to notice. It's a remake. Like if you told me it was a remaster or something like that with a few ex- uh, extra, you reckon added. it looks pretty. No, it looks sleek. great. It looks beautiful, but because the original already looks beautiful, like it's it, it's I don't know. But buddy, did you rose colored goggles, mate? Rose colored <laughs> goggles. They it came out what like two console generations ago. I'm sure they it looks better. Yeah, but they had a PS4 remaster as well too, and I don't know. Uh, it was at the very it was at the very end of the console generation. And think of how good The Last of Us Part Two looks, and it came out at the the end of the console generation of PS4. I'd say that that looks like a next gen bloody game. Oh, Still definitely like the best looking Part game Two. I've part Two is definitely um you know sits in the current gen, but I'd say Part One it looks yeah. a little dated even in the remaster. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm very pleased to hear this. <laughs> went back and played it so I, i'd agree i i definitely agree with that but like still beautiful game beautiful game for sure buddy did you check out the last of us remake images we got to see at summer games fest yeah it looks awesome and side by side i think it uh infinitely blows out um the original images and i don't know whether they're comparing it to, to 13 or remastered but even remastered okay. doesn't look fantastic um it looks great because it's like spruced up and but it's still you know, the limitations of what you can put in the environment and how everything looks in that spruced up. So if they're remaking this and it's like, you know, stuff has more foliage or um, the enemies are going to have better AI or there's better movement, it's not just, you know, throwing uh, the re- like what they did with the original remaster. They just like, oh, now you can play it in 60 frames and the, the, the experience mm. is more uh, smooth or whatever and instead of the 30 frames in the campaign. That was the biggest difference and. That's how I would definitely experience Last of Us now, the remastered version at 60 frames in the campaign. But um, mm. the fact they're going to remake everything and overhaul it and kind of adopt all the kind of awesome upgrades and implementations that were in Last of Us Part 2, then I think it's like a more seamless kind of experience, especially the way they've called it The Last of Us 
part one uh, at the time. You know, like Back to the Future wasn't part one when it first released. It was just Back to the Future. But um, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I like the idea that they've kind of, <laughs> you know, made it kind of one narrative and then trying to kind of uh, match it match it to that. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think the main thing for me is I want to see some gameplay. If if they're basically going to borrow the gameplay elements from The Last of Us Part 2... Uh, which I love the gameplay in that it was so so cinematic and it felt so satisfying. I I I it was my favorite part of The Last of Us Part Two. If they bring that into The Last of Us Part One, um, and yeah, obviously spruce up the graphics and stuff, then I am I am down a hundred percent down. But we saw mostly just recreations of the cinematics, and for, like it, you could definitely see things look better. Um, but like, yeah, it's in the actual gameplay. That's where I really want to see Cause that's when the bad textures and stuff like that were the most noticeable in the last of us as well. Oh, Zach, do you know what this means? <laughs> what? Oh we're getting God. a bloodborne remaster. It's happening. Oh, don't, don't, don't even say it, man. People what do you mean? Don't begging. say it. It's fucking happening. It's been seven years. Like people have been begging for this for so long and it still hasn't happened. Why, why now? I don't know. I don't know. They've worked out that like they've worked out that Unreal Engine's really fucking good and it's really easy to remake modern games on it. That's why. Bloodborne needs it for sure. It runs like absolute <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last That's, the last thing yeah. we saw, I uh, we sort of saw the Last of Us multiplayer in that Neil Druckmann came out and just said some things and showed like a picture of like this is what we all want it to look like. Yay. And um, it's going. Apparently, it's going to have its own narrative that's going to be told in its own unique way, which is fucking weird because it's a multiplayer game. So I'm curious about that. Uh, it will include a new cast cast of characters, uh, and they reckon it's going to be as big or bigger than any of their other games. I have no idea what the fuck that means. Does that mean in square footage? Does that mean in like how tall the buildings are? Does that mean in just the size of the... Like, what, 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 what do you mean? Is the story that just bigger? But anyway, uh, They're, they're going to be bigger in terms of personality, as in like the high road, they'll, t- they'll be the bigger person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, good. That's good to see. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I, I, I liked factions in The Last of Us Part 1. It, it definitely w- didn't feel to me just like a tacked on multiplayer mode like what a lot of other games of that era did. Uh, it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So I don't know if if they're expanding on that. I don't know how they're going to implement a story. It could be something interesting. I don't know, buddy. Do you have any interest in a Last of Us multiplayer? Game? This is my most anticipated project slash game Ooh, uh, ever since Last of Us Two got announced. When they announced it was single player only, I was devastated. Factions is my favorite uh, multiplayer game of all time. I was playing it a couple of nights ago, so uh, I disagree with you entirely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the fact about like the, the 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 biggest scope, I think that's just the the kind of what they're saying there is hopefully that it's going to be something like a, a more of like a sandbox environment instead of just like your multiplayer levels that were in factions and having Ooh. it like the rumor is that it's supposed to be kind of like division and escape from Tarkov. I don't really know what Tarkov is, but I've played plenty of the division. So if it's something like um, the dead zone, I think it's the dead zone. Is it in division? Like the PVP. Yeah. yeah dead zones, a PVP portion of that, but um, maybe, maybe even just the, the normal division game where you're kind of going around with squads and, finding stuff and doing little little missions and stuff if it's anything like that i would absolutely love that as long oh, as yeah. on the side they still have your multiplayer type factions where you can you know you do your 4v4 and 
um, have those kind of modes that are still kind of stay true to the original vision and, and kind of add to that. So um, I'm super keen for this. I just, yeah, I just want more information. And the fact that we have to wait a little bit longer is kind of encouraging. If they, they did say that they were going to have it in the original game and then the kind of the scope got a bit too too far out um, mm. with what they envisioned, and especially with them recently bringing on Bungie uh, into their kind of um, wheelhouse of uh, developers. So I don't know when that has takes place, but hopefully it takes place enough where um, they're able to implement the kind of their expertise in this online service thing. Not that I want it to be like an online service games, but just for it to run well and for like the in-game economy and all that kind of stuff not to be broken. Because in factions at the moment, there are some multiplayer items that you can purchase from the store that are exclusive and they seem, and even some abilities and, and perks that seem a little bit overpowered, but it's like feels like you could pay to win. Um, I haven't mm. had to buy too much stuff at all, but I feel like there's a little bit of advantage if you're still kind of playing factions at the moment if you don't have some of that stuff. So um, if they can get that right and fix that and then build on their, that vision from they had with the factions, then oh, I'm super keen. How do you even play factions now? Is that the PS4 remaster? Is yeah, I'm playing I'm the- playing on rem- uh, the remaster. Uh, yeah. Well, and people still play it. That's like from 2014 or something. Damn, far out. I, I think just f- for me, I'm just... I'm just- pvp i'm not into it these days it's just i had my time back in my early 20s and now it just stresses me out i'll, I'll definitely dip my toes in it but i'm far more excited about the idea of being able to do some co-op stuff in the last of us universe that would be absolutely fantastic give me some of that for sure well can you imagine if it's like the division where you're still having like pve encounters with um i don't know like fireflies and there's the odd clickers and and infected Mm. around and then you're also running into other kind of player groups as well trying to like steal the same loot or do the same kind of side mission or whatever whatever it is so i think it would work really well for that universe and if they I can use Firefly. Naughty Dog's great writing as well, too, for the narrative <laughs> and all the side quests and stuff. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Lockie, I missed what you said. He says I love Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good show. And the fact that how they can incorporate um, a narrative into it, Factions has this kind of meta game that you play. So say I play a multiplayer game of Factions and I kill somebody, uh, I get supplies I pick up. Um, they can either be spent in-game towards like upgrading armor your weapons or getting more ammo um, across the the level or if you don't really spend them so don't spend the parts uh they convert into like another currency when you go back to the menu that currency is used to kind of like you have a little camp like you have 10 survivors or whatever in your camp you you get more supplies now you have 20 supplies survivors and then you need to feed them with enough resources um for them to survive if they die or you lose all your population then you go back to the start and that your multiplayer um experience is supposed to take place over 12 weeks and seven matches obviously one match a day and that's how you get through it and every now and then there's an event like marauders attack your camp you are at risk of losing 60 percent of your population and then you have to choose like a a goal like uh okay i'm gonna kill people with the bow and it has like three six nine and if you get three, you only lose X amount of your population. You get six, you only lose that amount. If you get nine, you completed your goal. You don't lose the population. You continue going on the narrative. So you don't really get anything for finishing the 12 weeks or whatever, but it's just kind of like trying to get your... There are leaderboards of like how big you can get your population. So obviously how well you do in mm. games and how you use your resources. So um, it's a really cool little 
metagame that it has. Okay. In it. And you can't oh. just recycle, like, I'm going to kill everyone with a bow each time because it might be 369 now. You achieve that. The next time an event happens where you could gain stuff or lose stuff, it'd be like, you want to use the bow again? Nah, it's going to be worth more now, nine, six, you know, 9, 12, 15 or something. So it encourages you to kind of use different weapons or achieve different things so it doesn't yeah. get kind of repetitive or everyone's doing the same goals. To kill your people in more creative ways. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, damn, I didn't realize there was so much meta and stuff involved with factions. That's bloody fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I like, look, I like the RNG and, and event uh, events-based elements. I always find that that really engaging in whatever game I'm playing, so I'm all for it. That sounds cool. Yeah. Now, I, <laughs> I know the Summer Lames Fest was a lot. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of games there and none of it, that, <laughs> I don't know, at least for me that I thought was that are we still going on about summer lames like i feel like well, that, that's been... what i mean but just bear with me because now's the oh. one that i th- i think was the real good event of oh, most okay. r- of june recently and that is devolver digital's event there was some really bloody cool stuff in there i recommend Lockie when i when i uh talk about these just give him a quick google so you can have a look at some of these things because they will blow <laughs> your fucking mind now cult of yep. the lamb you, you've seen before we've all seen cult of the lamb before we just got to see a little bit more of it at devolver digital's event it's been it's it's uh, been developed in australia and it's a roguelike dungeon crawler coming august 11th 2022 and there's a demo available for it right now on steam i got to play it and I'm so excited for Cult of the Lamb now. It it is. Is it like Silence it, of the Lambs? It, it it is exactly like that. It's pretty much oh, you're Anthony, you're Anthony Hopkins, and you just go around. You're getting wheeled around by a security oh. guard in a, in like a dolly uh, through the whole thing, just making spitting noises at people. <laughs> and Jodie Foster is just being extremely competent. <laughs> Good oh, what job. the fuck? <laughs> what, the- what are we doing? Sorry, I, I'm look watching. I'm watching the thing out of the moment. What did he do? Wait, look at Buddy. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Hello, oh, that's oh, the, that's the Buddy has that the Hannibal horrifying. Lecter mask. Hello, hello, that's Clarice. Great. Silence of the lambs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I was not looking <laughs> awesome. at you when you put that on, and I looked back, and you were wearing that, and I shit myself a little bit. I have my little uh, <laughs> horror mask here from my uh, from my quarry stream, so I had that right on hand for that one of my favorite movies of all time. I see the scream mask, and now thanks to scary movie, I just think, "What's that?" <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't help it. Anyway, uh, Cult of the Lamb is absolutely, it's as adorable as it is kind of unsettling because it is about a lamb that starts like a satanic cult. Is his name Jared Leto? Is his name Jared Lamo? (laughs) If not, it's it's a missed opportunity. Uh, but it's this can, cute. Uh, just art quickly, style. can I comment on the Devolver Digital? Like they've got these people in science outfits talking about things, <laughs> oh. leading it in. This looks yeah. awful, and it completely breaks up the flow of me trying to understand <laughs> what games to get excited about. So, oh. so don't do that anymore. That's the filler. Stop doing filler. Sammy Deej, don't come at us. I, I was playing. Uh, we were here. Uh, <laughs> Two last night with Oh, Sammy I thought you were about to I... say Sammy Deej was behind the marketing event. No, no, oh, Sammy Deej, no. please don't. Yeah, 
I was whinging about it saying like, you know, the first one or two of the sketches I watched, but then after that I was just skipping through it so I could get to the next trailer because the trailers were fantastic. Uh, and yeah, Sammy was like, not happy. <laughs> He's definitely a fan of Devolver and their event. Uh, look, I thought it was pretty uh, kind of funny, but it just got a bit much. Like I just, I'm here to see games, you know. Like Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's fuck maybe around Maybe just dial stuff. it back a bit. Like if, if there wasn't as much of it, I probably would have been okay. But like, fuck, it was about Yeah, no, it goes for minutes sketch. on end. It's like, yeah. come on. It's like 50% sketch. Anyway, yeah. Cult, Cult of the Lamb, uh, I, I'm really excited for it. Plays great, which is a, one of the main things you look for in a roguelike. It feels great to play, but the art style I'm just so taken with. And one of the things I'm really excited about is uh, you can rescue people. <laughs> and I say rescue in inverted commas because when you rescue them, you suck them into the abyss. Uh, and, <laughs> and then you, when they go back to your camp, you convert them into your cult and now they're like oh you know please let me join or whatever but like they're probably terrified but anyway they're always like these cutesy little animal characters kind of reminded me a little bit of happy tree friends or something like that and uh in your camp you can like build buildings and you have to like feed your followers and (laughs) and you can kind of build up your camp as well too so kind of like what you were saying with factions you have a bit of a meta there there's you're not just going out and killing shit you, when you go back you're rewarded with being able to like spend resources and build up your camp and build up your cult so that's one of the aspects i'm the most excited for but the combat does feel good it kind of reminds me a bit of like death's door i guess but maybe a little bit more fluid but that art style damn it just oh it absolutely slaps um yeah bloody a free demo for cult of the lamb definitely check it out buddy have you checked out any gameplay of cult of the lamb i have it is one of my most anticipated titles of this year it looks fantastic oh, yeah. and uh, aussie developed as well i like the once again like you're saying before like the metadata like the met the metadata fuck off uh the bet the, meta- <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the meta facebook <laughs> metaverse data <laughs> the, the meta game of like having to like possibly mm have that like don't starve element of like building up your camp and keeping everything going um and then mm. still the dungeon calling with it as well i think that's really cool so it looks really cute and whimsical the trailer was hilarious kind of everyone's like welcome to our community and like waving at the little pig and you know as, as they're digging up and as he gets like taken off they like throw a body in the pit <laughs> so um yeah it looks it looks great everything in this devolver event i, I love so Cold mm. yeah. keen. Oh, i didn't know there was a demo out i'll, I'll probably check that out I like yes. the 3D shooter that they have. It looks really interesting. Uh, okay, 3D shooter. I don't remember. Yeah, they got the 3D one. shooter thing. It looks really nice. Everything looks slick and funny and kind of cartoony. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was, so that was about to be the next one I was about to mention. So oh, okay. Sweet. Also, also a free demo available for that. It's called Angerfoot. And the, it's got this weird, it's a first person, as Lockie said, a first person shooting game, but like, it's mostly, I played the demo, it seems to be mostly around kicking that you do pick up guns a lot, uh, but it's kind of like Ghost Runner in that it's about like really quickly moving through levels where everything will be the same every single time and it's about getting further each time and completing those levels as, as fast and stylistically as possible but oh damn that art style it kind of reminds the, the character designs re- kind of remind me of the um the alien basketballers in space jam <laughs> yeah, i don't i mm. don't know why has that saturday morning cartoon yeah look. It looks great, honestly. It looks really well. It it looks like that, but but insanely well polished. You know, like that is, it's not it's not shitty nineties. It is definitely modern. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Angerfoot, buddy? 
Yeah, I agree. It looks like Ghost Rider, like they're all based on momentum. Uh, maybe a little bit of like mm. Hotline Miami vibes as well. Any kind of yes. rushing into rooms and sc- scoping out like what the best way to like maneuver stuff is. So hilarious kind of premise. And uh, yeah, keen for it as well. There was, there was one level where it opens up and you're like sitting on a couch relaxing with your, I, I guess it's your girlfriend, but she's like one of these monster characters as well too. But when you move your camera around, rather than like your hands, like going to interact with stuff, your feet do. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> driving the car weird. with his feet later in the trailer as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. And like the only story that was in any of the levels was uh, he gets like a phone call from, it was like cop guy or something like that. It was like this grotesque cop looking dude. And um, and basically, he sends him a Polaroid of one of his favorite shoes, I think it is, or it might even be like a foot in a shoe, um, with like a gun next to it, like saying, you oh know, my God. Don't, like, like, you know, we're going to kill your shoe or whatever. And that's what sets him off on his adventure to go, <laughs> to go fuck shit up. It's super, super weird. Uh, and, and I don't think it's really for me, just because it had, it's quite difficult um, I didn't actually complete the demo. I think I got up to level nine and I was like, oh fuck, I'm, I've died like 10 times now. I just can't be bothered trying to get through this level. But I dig the tone uh, and I dig the gameplay. It was was fun, but just uh, you, you, you're dying in like like one or two hits. So you're going to be moving through very quickly. Uh, and if you get hit by a melee hit, you die immediately. So I don't know, Can we skip the fun. card game? That looks like nothing and move on to the next one. The next one looks really good. I want to talk about Plucky Squire. Oh yes, the Plucky Squire. Yeah. This one looks fucking great. What, what do you th- what do you wow. think of the, the Plucky Squire, Lucky? I am watching it right now. It looks incredible. It looks like they've they've. It reminds me a bit of Mario Odyssey in the sense that they've got the two D integration components into a three D world. So you've kind of mm. it. It looks like a three D platformer with a whole bunch of mini games built into it. I can see like a bullet bullet hell sort of sh- side scrolling shooter. Mm. This just looks like a whole bunch of games that i absolutely love that's been meshed into this this beautiful looking 3d overworld i'm i'm keen i love games like this mm, what do you think of the plucky squad buddy yeah i love the look of it um it captured me straight away like the just the kind of the little picture book art style and then like puzzle solving like oh this is pretty cool and then he like the character Jody or whatever it is, he jumps out of the book and it turns into like a 3D like platform. I'm like, holy mm. shit, this is this is great. Mm. Yeah. I was getting uh when he jumped into the 3D environment, I was really getting it takes two vibes from that yep. for sure. Yeah. Because uh, it looks yep. fantastic. Like it looks like a lot of money would have been sunk into that. And I was already sold on the 2D stuff when the character's running through the storybook. I'm like, oh this art style is adorable. Uh, it looks fantastic, but yeah, there's 3D uh, platforming as well. Um, yeah, I'm down. Plucky Squire uh, has me feeling plucky. I'm down. Get it, get it up me. Uh, now this <laughs> next one, I'm definitely gonna get up me. It, I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Now I think it's being made by one developer named named Sam. Eng or ENG. I I try to look them up. They don't have a Wikipedia or anything. When I looked at their Twitter, it says I am a developer. So unless they're like a weird <laughs> like meta studio that are like referring to them or themselves as a collective as like a person, <laughs> then this is just one person making this. But this to me, it, it's called Skate Story, and it looks to me like 
what the experience would be like if you drunk ayahuasca and then went skateboarding. <laughs> the art uh... style is just batshit fucking insane. I've never seen anything close to it. And apparently you are a demon made of glass and pain and you're skating through this insane trippy world it's it's i'm so sold like what yeah. what the fuck am, am i looking at in this gorgeous gorgeous trailer like it just instantly instantly took my breath away buddy are you, are you down for some skate story yeah this was announced like a couple of years ago i think and ah. um it had like these really early kind of concepts where there was no environment like it was just like blank everything was white except for the character model and now to see it like fully realized and then a little bit of story into it and just i didn't i didn't think it was going to be this this next level i thought it was just going to be this little kind of tech demo type thing and to see it what it is now the story the environments in it and uh yeah it looks looks so good and then like when the character falls on skateboard and it breaks into the glass breaks oh. and you know, you're made of glass and pain. Like, how, do you, how is that not appealing to uh, oh, so metal. As, as a character? Oh, crazy. You are made of glass yeah. and pain and you are <laughs> trapped in hell or whatever and you have to appease this demon by skating well or some shit. That's a metaphor if I've ever fucking heard <clears throat> like, one. Bring it on. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, looks, this looks incredible. Tony Hawks meets, I don't know, just as you say, <laughs> fucking ayahuasca trip. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm so into this this art style and these graphics. This does look like mind blowingly. Okay, it, it it's like someone says, okay, we've got we've got all these incredible graphics and potential. Now ex- let's try and do something creative with it. And this is what mm. they've come up with. I'm very happy. I'm very excited to see what this um what this game is going to be like. It, you know what? It vaguely reminds me of last week. Remember when we saw that that weird um, roller blading game or roller skating game? Oh, that looks that so was in the two D answer. Roller drone on um, the state oh, there you of, go. State of play. Well, it, it's funny. I look. I, I'm going to take it in a much shadier direction. This looks like a good version of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, they were going for something a bit different, a bit of a different art style, modern graphics, yeah. but that was shit. And this is something where, like, this looks like it could be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. I, I, I think with uh, Skate Story, one of the impress. There's so many games that come out these days. Like we're just constantly having games thrown at us, and a lot of indies, especially, try to stand out with these really distinctive art styles. And there's been so much that's been done now. It's really hard to actually see something new. But it, it is safe to say I've never seen anything like Skate Story. It is just. The, I, I don't even know how one comes up with this other than probably guzzling some ayahuasca because it is just some tripped out shit and I, I can't wait to check it out. I'm I'm excited. It might even play like shit. Hopefully hopefully it plays okay. But so long as it holds up the promise of this insane art style, um, g- give it to me. Give it I'm to me. I'm mad keen. I'm mad keen. I love, the, I love the skateboard games. I love me some Tony Hawks and this is Tony Hawks but crazy. So... Bring it. <laughs> I wonder if Bam Ma- Marjora or whatever his name is is going to be. Marjora. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Bam Marjorie. <laughs> Bam Marjorie. Bam Spread. Um, 
Bam and the oh, Dirt is God. gone. All right, that's enough of. <laughs> just making fun of Bam's last name. It's clearly not that. It, it's it's Margera, Margera, Margera. I it's don't know. I give up. Italian. I give up. Okay. <laughs> it has been. It's already. We're already been going for well over an hour now because we I had a lot of stuff to cover. There, is there anything briefly... else that we need to punch off in here? I keep. Here's the problem, and this is very. I'm going to go back to this. These fucking scientists. Like I'm. There's very little um, gameplay trailer in this trailer um, demo <laughs> and it's just all these scientists talking to each other and I don't care. Alright, well, rather than talking about trailers and Lockie, let's talk about some games coming up in the next week. We have Neon White coming June 16th to PC and Nintendo Switch. Looks like some weeb stuff for you weebs out there. Red Out 2 coming to almost everything basically. Uh, Skeleton Crew coming to PC. June 16th as well. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge also coming June 16th. I know oh, there's yes. a lot of people that, pumped for yes. that. You, you came for that one, Let's buddy. Let's go. Six players. It's on Game Pass. I'm uh, hooking up with some people and yeah, we're going to go through it. Six players? Isn't it like an old school brawler style yeah, game? Yeah, yeah. How are you going to have six people it on looks, there and know what the it looks chaotic. is happening? It looks chaotic. <laughs> Yeah, damn. Oh, they showed some of that at the Summer Games Fest. I didn't even include it at all. Mate, you, you missed a lot of um, well, my favourite announcements, all the indies. So, uh, <laughs> confirmed. Oh, Zach hates uh, indie games. Yeah. <laughs> yep, can't get into them. Just can't get into them. <laughs> but maybe I can get into Omori? Omori. I don't know what it is. Uh, it comes to PS4 and Nintendo Switch June 17th. Uh, any of those stand out to you at all, Lockie? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all games out. Fuck, we've, we've like covered off fucking 30 games. What do you want from me? Like, there's a limit. Jesus. It sounds like Lockie might need to take a break, but luckily that's Yay. what we do before we get into impressions. Let's do that. Coffee time. <laughs> and then we'll jump back on in with the games that we've been playing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Video Game News, where the newsiest of the news, we cover video games and news and video game news, but we're not a news thing, we're satire. Wrong segment, segment, Lockie. We've come to the part where we talk about the games that we've been playing in the last week, and it's become tradition on the show for our guests to get us kicked off with impressions. Buddy, what have you been playing this week, my friend? I've been playing The Quarry. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) as we alluded to earlier, uh, in the show and, um, yeah, basically it's the, I guess the spiritual successor to Until Dawn and all kind of your dark pictures anthology games, um, but more so in the vein of Until Dawn, uh, than those anthology games. So, um, I played Until Dawn back in 2015, I think that's when it came out. Absolutely loved it. Thought it was fantastic. Um, Played through with a mate, and uh, yeah, I was super keen to, that the quarry was announced, and and David Arquette's obviously in it, which is fantastic. A little bit of a, a cameo that he does, but um, man, when Man and Madonna came out, I didn't really like. I, I I reviewed it for a site, and I gave it a quite a good score, but I think I got caught up in just like wanting more of Until Dawn at the time, and maybe if I go back now and replay that, it wouldn't be as as high on my list. So I think I was really kind of missing the Until Dawn kind of structure so to have something like this back uh, and i'm only mm. like a little bit of a little bit into it i played the prologue and chapter one and chapter two 
and already I think I'm I'm having a, a way better time and and just really loving it. So um, yeah, lo- loving the quarry and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. So I think it's just about to kick off. I'm so glad that you covered off until dawn because um, that's something I've been super curious because this is my first foray into these types of games. I think what are they called? Supermassive. Yes, supermassive. Is the um, developer. Yeah, and they did the Until Dawn back in the day, back in 2015 as well. So I, I mean, after playing this game, I need to go back and check out that game. But I'm, I'm wondering now, if should I get that game right now, or should I hold off and use my crystal ball and wait for the remaster that will come in six months off the back of the success of this game? It's never getting remastered. Uh, just get it now. Oh, <laughs> uh, you sure? Well, there, do you reckon? Why do you think there's so. going to be a remaster so soon, though, Lockie? Like, what? what, what no, why? the game came out in 2015. Yeah, but uh, oh, for until dawn, you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, so yep. it's the predecessor game. It came out ages ago. It was wildly successful. It's critically acclaimed. Right, the quarry is big, and it it's going to make a lot of money. So I think it's it's a no brainer that they probably invested money to um to to do a remaster so people can get Ooh. the old content. Um, look, you know, from a commercial sp- perspective, I think they'll make a shit ton of money off recycling the old content. So. No, that's that's all that's my big dilemma now that i've been playing the quarry oh so you've actually been playing the quarry i thought you'd just been like watching uh, it on youtube or something no no so i i, I saw the a pre-gameplay on youtube on a let's yeah. play for an hour um a day before the release and i thought it was so incredible i was so uh, i was so hooked by by what i saw I had to pick up this game. So I immediately got the pre-order in the most expensive version in the deluxe version because I'm like, no, I'm going to like this game and I want to get as much of this game as possible. And I have been playing the absolute shit out of it over this long weekend. I actually have rolled credits already. Wow, Um, impressive. I have. I've rolled credits, but let me just say... This game is so incredible in terms of its interactive story and narrative. So just by way of background, this is an interactive visual novel, horror-based game, horror setting, um, very, very strong throwback and homage to old 80s horror-style movies. Um, Think think Cabin in the Woods, which is also a throwback um, because it's filled with 80s references. So um, you're in that type of situation. You are taking the reins um, for multiple different characters, um, all... I initially thought they were children, but they're clearly like young adults, like like as in like um, old enough to drive, old enough, you know, maybe in the in their early twenties, late late um, late late teens, and they're camp counselors. And the premise of the story is that you are about to wrap up camp, so you've done camp for the last month with all the young kiddies in this beautiful, picturesque place called Camp Hackett or uh, Hackett's Quarry. I can't remember. Oh and, God. Um, <laughs> yes, and then the events of the game unfold, and and that's where you, and that's where everything goes to shit, and it's amazing. And without well, saying anything more than that, they just call it Camp Stabby Stabby for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> well, that's, the, the game is. Cho- oh, it is. It's chock full of references. That is what it is. It is a love, oh, love letter to those types of movies and um, constant references to to even the modern stuff. It, it refers to Ash versus Evil Dead. it's just chock full of horror goodness if you like slasher films in any capacity you will go wow and even if you don't like that stuff or you don't know that much about that stuff this is kind of the best way to experience it by modern day standards because it's a fantastic story 
something to say about it because it is an interactive novel where you do get to sort of steer your destiny a little bit, not too much, but enough to feel engaged and decide, oh, I want my, I'm in a bitchy mood. I want my character to be a little bit of a dickhead um, as opposed to, I want my character to be super empathetic and understanding and, you know, rolling with it. You get to decide how they interact with each other. And sometimes that has an impact on the different outcomes and the different options and, and, lessons that you learn bits of information that strip thread around you because you're given all of these mysteries and by the end of the game unless you followed the perfect path you actually won't solve everything and to be honest okay. the, the the premise of the game is that your decisions will impact the ability of your characters to survive the night of horror and mm. it is incredible i did a shit job so let me just finish it off. I did a really I did a really shit job and actually only a couple of characters survived the the night and I was really bummed out because it's it's an investment in a game. The game go uh, the game took me about uh, I would say it took me about 10 hours all up to complete Damn. and that's like just going through it full on and trying to be as efficient as possible. So th- there's a lot to this game and a lot of replay value. I'm in fact replaying the director's cut um, to see the 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 so if you purchase a deluxe version you can watch a version of the game where it just shows the the past that you take so everyone lives because I I in my heart I fell in love with these characters I love them that it was really really top-notch writing um they're oh, witty okay, sometimes nice. it's cringy sometimes it's cringy in an endearing way just really well written especially for modern characters and um and some of my characters, I still feel a pit in my chest that they didn't make it through the night and I need them to live. I emotionally need to do that. And so that means I'm willing to basically sit through four hours of the game again because it is an absolute pleasure to watch slash experience. And uh, like, I need to do it. I need these guys to survive and I need to unsolve this mystery because I don't have all the answers yet. I don't want to spoil it, <laughs> but I need to know. Oh, that's fantastic! I'm I'm loving that it's 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 paying homage to this horror, and it sounds like if you're a horror fan, you're gonna enjoy this one. And it's it's worked out really really well. Though we happen to have a guest on this week who, within arm's reach, has a Silence of the Lambs mask and a scream <laughs> mask. <laughs> Does all this stuff ring true to you as well, buddy? Does it stay so true to the horror genre? Hundred percent. And the biggest point that you made there—that's the that the characters are likable. Something about Until Dawn really felt like um. It was a throwback to 80s slasher horror, even to the point where uh, it was so trope-like that some of the characters were really unlikable, and it was almost like you were cheering or championing for making decisions for them to die, whereas in this, it <laughs> definitely there are horror tropes, but it definitely feels like a more contemporary vibe with the characters and um, being a little bit more modern and actually kind of having them likable or, or more relatable or understanding kind of their who they are as people. So um, I don't really feel like I'm... This early into the game, I'm really like, oh, I hate this person. Uh, I feel like I kind of like everyone for their own little kind of quirks and and idiosyncrasies. Like, there's some characters that initially when I was like, oh, they're acting a bit weird, but um, some decisions that they would make or I would make for them. Um, was like, mm. oh, no, they are just quirky or pretty cool or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's the biggest biggest positive at the moment that i'm kind of championing and i'm cheering for the characters to survive um which is more investment in like making the the qtes which i feel like are just a lot more simpler than 
what they were in until dawn as well like hitting a number of button presses like x here or triangle there or whatever like this uh, what i've done so far it might get more complicated i guess you can let me know but at the moment i'm just pressing analog in the right direction at the right time there's nothing super crazy about it yet it may get to that but i feel like it's a little yeah. bit more maybe more accessible for people that don't want to do the qtes or there's even longer pauses between making certain decisions like i just put the controller down and, and like oh am i gonna do this or that when i was debating it playing it on stream whereas yeah. maybe previously there wasn't as many of those it was more like time dependent like hurry up and make a decision like there's still some of them yeah. but at least it feels like there's less pressure in, in some of the decisions now Oh, I find pressure, or at least in, through the entire game, I found extreme pressure in all decisions. Because I'm, because even even as you're saying in those QTE scenes, sometimes fucking up or doing nothing is actually the best thing to do. Yes. in the situation, and that's oh fuck no, oh no, that, seriously. And that's the thing <laughs> oh, is that so you need stressful. to, and and that forces your brain to really think. You yep. have to be engaged in this novel, and you have to think about it in a couple of different lenses here. So sure, you can go based on what your characters are thinking and feeling and let them hold the reins and you can you can do what you think based on what the characters would do. But to be honest, the characters don't have all the information. So you, and you may have put together a few pieces there and you may go, well, actually this situation is not exactly what it seems. And maybe I don't want to shoot this person in the fucking face right yet. Yep. Um, and that's the thing. And, and so... And and it's that dilemma where you don't know because you can as I didn't have any spoilers and 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 I encourage you to try and get through this without spoilers if you're planning on picking this up is is um part that's part of the fun is you're thinking about it you can think about it from a pragmatic standpoint where you go okay I I think if I do this this is what's going to happen but you don't a hundred percent know it there could be a couple of things that that pop up mm. and then until you've experienced it. Honestly, I think a lot of people will need to play this twice, at least, in order to get to the proper ending mm. and the ones that will be quite satisfying. But um, so you'll have your sloppy first time, kind of like Undertale, Extra and then sloppy. you'll have exactly, and then you'll have your um, you know, then you'll have your god god run or what was it, you know, the run where you're friends with everyone and you get to the end, and then you'll have your serial killer run where you let everyone die and you see the crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, honestly i i'm uh, personally i'm already through my second play run um this time around though uh i would say as much as it's a bit of a cop-out and they charge an extra 30 bucks on the deluxe version they have a couple of additions in there that make it a lot more fun on replay where you can either a just watch it video like and say and and select it in the mode that you want everyone to live and you just watch the video of everything play out as it is and you go oh shit this so that's what i was meant to do and then you don't need to worry about qts or anything through it it's a much more relaxing watch um cuts out all those sort of scenes where you're you know looking around and trying to locate things so if okay. that's a better watch they got you covered or you can select director's cut where you can specify for each character their personality type the level of competence you want them to have, how they would respond to a situation, and then let the story unfold itself based on that, which I find fascinating. 
Wait, can we do also do secret option number three, which is open a browser window and type in www.youtube.com. <laughs> you can. <laughs> and then just you can. watch it all there rather than you paying mate, an extra $30, $40. And that's the thing, mate. There's, that's that's life. You have all the options. Look, they've presented it in the way that they can. <laughs> to be honest, I, I, I thought about that as well, but I thought, no, I've enjoyed the fuck out of this game and I want to support the developers. I think this is fuck a great yeah. tool. And to be honest, they also let you have a few do-overs in in the game if you're playing through the interactive, if you get the deluxe version, which again is a bit Uh, of a cop-out, sort of, they probably should have had that in the base version of the game, but (laughs) uh, it was a really fucking good game. The game is, oh, and the other thing I have to say around this game, or two things, is um, uh, sound. Sound is incredible. Mm. Sound is, um, the music fits really well. They have a couple of pop songs in it if you play through the non-streamer version so they have a streamer version non-streamer version Uh, streamer version has unlicensed music i would argue that some of the unlicensed music is actually better than the licensed music because some of the the (laughs) licensed music i think i heard i think the main song at the beginning is ariana grande and it sucks (laughs) um yeah like it's it's like one of the kate bush on there and just capitalize (laughs) on all the stranger things oh my god they really should have stranger things set up and they should have done (laughs) they should have done a lot more 80s but they went modern and to be honest in a lot of the scenes it just doesn't quite hit right the indies music where they have indies sort of that sort of music you know exactly what i'm talking about as soon as oh, yeah indie that. music you yeah. just did a perfect yeah, yeah. rendition of it of course yeah 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 so they they have that stuff that works really well but it's when they try and foray into the pop music as to backdrop it's like oh i to be honest i think i'd prefer the unlicensed um yeah. the point one and point two the graphics the graphics are so fucking good i'm playing it on a on on a modern laptop with you know the uh, rtx 3080 and it's and it looks so amazing my it it um there's one piece of settings for any of the pc enthusiasts out there where um you can have it on ultra on literally everything except shadows if you go from medium to ultra and it's just one one slider basically or and this is what i suspect is that's the difference between ray tracing and non ray tracing cuz if you turn if you move it from medium to ultra you will have your frames per second immediately <laughs> so so uh, i found i found you know what the game looks amazing but i just can't deal with this 30 frames per second bullshit and it looks good <laughs> enough really good enough without the ray tracing stuff so just do that that would be my recommendation there unless you've got like a 3090 or or something whatever but yeah game looks fantastic oh anything less than 60 these days is just it's it's a struggle it's it's a struggle now now we're talking uh we we mentioned at the top of the episode uh that you were streaming this buddy how have you found uh uh, that the quarry implements streaming because there's a bit of interactivity with your chat in there right yeah, so um, I guess that's one of the things, like I was saying before, how some of the decisions, they don't have like time-sensitive pressure on it. Like it's just make this decision or that decision and it's kind of, mm. I guess it gives you a chance to maybe sit there and think about it, like the consequences either way or if you are streaming it and you have an interactive chat for them to kind of contribute and say, you know, kind of ask them like, what what am I going to do here? So um, there was a point there earlier on in the game where I was asking people like, do i leave this character or do i do i go and i'm like do i leave and i go awesome. and people are like you leave this mo-. you know we'd kind of established that we didn't <laughs> like this. We, we kind of established we didn't really like this guy or whatever yeah uh, i think you, oh no <clears throat> you probably know who it is like very i early, know who it early. is why don't you like him he's great 
I just, you know, you send your send your girlfriend in first to places and, you know, you sit back and... <laughs> sure, sure, sure he's got no chin. That was a, an interesting art direction because they do a lot of close-ups and, and the graphics are so detailed. You're like, why did they choose him to not have a chin? And then he's already lying about, like, anyway. he didn't get into the same university and he's keeping all these secrets oh, and stuff. So. I know, but, like, that is such a human thing. That is such a human lie. He, it's not that he was lying, it's that he was hiding it and he wasn't ready to tell the truth yet. Yeah. Like, come on. And they get into that situation because of reluctance <laughs> to, you know, do the guy thing and look up directions, so... I was already off this guy <laughs> already, and uh, people in the chat mm. like, leave him, fuck this guy, blah, blah, Leave him, fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> so, um, and, and, the mob and, mentality <laughs> really sinks in in the chat, doesn't it? They're yeah, all together and just the hate Your chat streamers stuff. are evil. That guy is wonderful. Even in even in that thing. Oh, I actually stayed, so because uh, I like, if we, oh, yeah. if we leave, we're going to have consequences way to low and like... You know, he he, do, yeah. he doesn't die or something, and he's going to be like, you just left me, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's like, now I'm the bad guy. I'd rather, like, live through it all and then, like, shame him for all the bad stuff. You made me go first. You're like, yeah. I, want, I, want, I want him to live so I can dump him. Oh, you, know <laughs> you know what's awesome about that? Without spoiling too much, um, that does have an effect on the on the narrative and the interactions between characters. And, and it's... And it's good, like, um, because I went with the negative through my through my play run. I left him behind because I was like, "Oh, this is going to cause some serious drama," and I want to see if how they lean into it. Yeah. And it does cause the drama. It doesn't. It's not a game breaking thing. So if you want to cause, this is the thing. Yeah, where I don't want to spoil stuff, but this is the thing where sometimes what seems like the sensible thing to do is not always the thing that results in the best outcome. Yes, and. And and it spurs on and and sometimes going in the negative and being a bit of a cunt can create different dialogue options and opportunities in the game. So that's so yeah. Let, uh, and I don't even know because I haven't seen everything. Uh, this game you could play it like fucking ten times and you won't have gone through every tree. So uh. that's that's where I'm just like ah. Oh. And one thing I will say, it's fun. it does some really awesome, cool little like cartoon tutorials to kind of um, explain mm. how the game operates, like with QTEs or, you know, you should make decisions or don't always have to make decisions or be at best outcomes. So oh, I think there's like okay. six of those that kind of tutorialize the game. And um, as you kind okay. of come across them, they're really cute and they're really, uh, really, really, really cool. And is there yeah. difficulty options? Like if you aren't interested in the quick time <laughs> event stuff, can you just turn it down? No. Not that I've no, seen. No, okay. no, nah, mate. It it's not hard. It's literally, okay. as you say, um, as Buddy says, it's um, it's moving a joystick in a direction. Yeah. Like they, yeah. it's not a difficult game. Any choice, any choice you make, even in action, will move the plot forward. Yep. You're just yep. decide. It's an interactive novel. You decide whether or not your character is super competent or not. So if you're so Zach, if you can't fucking use a joystick, um, then that's on you, mate. Um, and, oh, your no, I know deserves, how to work. and your character deserves to fall over and stumble because clearly you're the player, you're guiding them, you're clumsy as shit, so they're probably going to be too. Uh, I can work those toggles, don't you worry. Lucky, yeah. <laughs> get them toggles. Yeah, get them serious toggles. <laughs> but the thing is, um, and, and, and buddy, to your question earlier, I don't think it gets much more complicated than that. Awesome. I think um, there is uh, there's a mechanic where you will have opportunities to use a firearm at certain points, but not in the same way as like a an FPS or, or Red Dead. Mm. Like, oh yes, they're they're linked to they're linked to cutscenes, and it's more the decision to fire or not, and where to fire is okay. what cool. will cause different different outcomes and options. Yep. 
Honestly, everything you guys have said, it just got me so hyped to stream it now on Wednesday. I'm super pumped, especially... I'm going to be going in blind, like it sounds like what you did with your your stream as well. I I was already kind of sold on like the old school horror kind of a thing, but now knowing uh, that the decisions you make have such an effect on the story, uh, because one of my favorite games the last few years was Detroit Become Human, and my favorite thing about it was the amount of different decisions that you could make and the actual massive difference it would make in the narrative playing out to the point where entire characters would die. And this sounds exactly like that, but with this this campy horror aesthetic Bring it on. I'm down. 6.30 p.m. Wednesday, Australian Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash news to reviews. I'm hitting it up for sure. I'm pumped. You guys have got me pumped. Now, now, Lockie, you've rolled credits. Yep. Are you, th- you think you're ready to put a review score on this one? Oh, God. It is absolutely 9.5 out of 10 for me. I just okay. love it. I, I, it's my first horror interactive novel, and wow. Um, yeah, so much better than a movie, um, longer than a movie. I found all, it was so well written. So like uh, an interactive novel is only as strong as the writing of it. And I just found all of the characters extremely likable. I was rooting for characters to do certain things. There's love interests and narratives that you can kind of steer in the direction of. So you're constantly thinking, oh, how can I get these, these two together? Um, sometimes to the detriment of certain characters. Um, again, a lot of people of mine died and I didn't get the outcomes that I wanted. I wanted certain characters to end up together and <laughs> they didn't end up together and also one of them died. So. <laughs> 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 and, and the gore is insane. Like when you do actually get deaths, it's like, oh, fuck. It's like Fire Emblem. You know how like I can't stand when like my characters and heroes die in fire emblem because you're like oh fuck this means that it limits my narrative options and stuff yeah (laughs) you're like no i yeah and i i i I used all of my my do-overs because you have three do-overs if you get the deluxe version use all of my do-overs on oh i like her i used them all on abby and i I do like abby (laughs) as a person but i wasn't actively rooting for her and and the end of her story, like you know what I mean, and I'm like, fuck! I used it all on this bitch, and she made it to the end. But yeah. Everyone else oh, yeah. is dead. <laughs> all right, all right. I haven't seen you this excited about a game in a while, Lockie. It's cool to see you so pumped. Oh, over, it's over so the much fun. It's so much fun. It is. It is a great experience. I highly recommend it to anyone. That if anything that I'm saying appealed to you, you want a good interactive novel, you like good writing, you want a good immersive yep. Yep. movie experience. I haven't seen a good horror movie in a long time. Um, this, this can get scary at certain points and you're just constantly wondering, cause there's a lot of mystery to it and you're wondering, oh, what direction is it heading in? Is it this? Is it this? And when you find out what it is, you're like, oh, everything makes sense now. Why people behave like this? And yeah, nothing oh, is dude. as it seems. And that's fantastic. Hey guys, Lockie here. I want to give an update to the score that I gave the quarry as a postscript add-on. So now that I've rolled credits twice to get all of the endings and get a feel for what the game has to offer, I got to say, unfortunately, the story is a big letdown. There's very little by way of the ending that will be a satisfying feel. On that basis, I'm going to have to adjust this score because this game lives and dies by its narrative as an interactive novel. So with that, I'm going to have to adjust this score to an 8. Now, I know that a lot of people will still disagree with that one, but I've loved this game so much, and I feel like it does deserve an 8. Cheers.
Okay, far out. Now, now, buddy, I know you're you're a little bit earlier on into it, so I'm, I'm, I don't know if you would want to put a review score on it. But do you have at least any final thoughts on us uh, for the quarry? Yeah, no res- review score yet, especially with the narrative game, because uh, <clears throat> the, the payoff um, could absolutely be destroyed, just like a movie. Like you could have a great start Ooh. and then just go to shit. So, um, yep. Yeah, I'm just, just digging it. If you're a fan of Until Dawn, it just this is absolutely your type of game. If you kind of liked the premise of the Dark Pictures games, but didn't really quite get into it, I'd still say give this a go. I think um, the the Until Dawn and this are a lot more kind of better, better structured and and just more less less of the self-contained stuff i only, i didn't play the other two so i can't really say but based on what man and madan like this just does a lot of really cool things it has kind of shows you where characters are on an overworld map um just the same kind of clue structure and and everything so yeah i would definitely uh pick it up or if you don't have the money or means or whatever like at least like watch someone play it like watch a youtube oh, yeah, video you I, I think you still just get as much yeah. value out of that as well but um yeah, yeah. It's good. Well, watch, watch, watch you play it, buddy. Where can people watch you play it? Uh, Twitch.tv slash news reviews, I think. That's what it is. <laughs> is that where it is? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to fill in on our channel now. <laughs> yeah. Look, this is something definitely that the world needs to needs to digest. It's like the yep. herd depth trial. We oh, just need to all experience it in whatever way we can uh, and well, speaking of narrative games where the choices do matter, I've been playing Nintendo Switch Sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't I care about that at all. I couldn't believe it <laughs> when my when my me's auntie was beaten to death by the boxing me's from Wii Sports, and now he has to go and play Shambara to avenge his auntie it's a crazy story in nintendo switch sports you really should all check it out oh Oh, no but look nintendo switch sports speaking of spiritual successes like (laughs) like uh like the quarry it's a spiritual successor to wii sports they decided not to do a wii u sports for (laughs) for no reason in particular at all nothing to do with the failure of that console uh but they've brought it back sort of because it's not Every single sport that we had in Wii Sports, like it doesn't, the, the, the most notable ones missing for me was boxing. Uh, and yeah. obviously that's why they didn't want to include it because that's how the auntie died was from the boxing. <laughs> I've got to stop this shit, sorry. <laughs> anyway, they, they didn't have the boxing and they didn't have baseball, uh, which which were weird weird exclusions for me. And instead we end up getting uh, bad badminton and volleyball. Uh, yeah, which I know it was weird, sort of to me, it just felt like they took out a couple of the sports that were at least a bit different and then replaced them with ones that are just variations of tennis. <laughs> yeah, essentially. that's exactly what I was about to say. I agree. They just had their <laughs> tennis physics and everything mapped out and they said, we, we just need a couple of reskins. We're not doing a new physics thing. Look, I'm no, I'm being a little lazy. bit harsh, harsh here. Like, I, I don't I, think I, you're I being harsh si- at all. I think it's just a lazy reskin. Look at look at the end of the day though. I picked it up a few weeks ago, and finally uh, Hunter moved into a new place. Congrats to him! And we uh, we were hanging out, and I decided to bring it over to give it a crack, and we had a lot of fun. And then I went and stayed at my sister's place on Friday night. I've got a, a niece who's oh shit, she's six, I think, <laughs> and a nephew who's ten. And we all played it together, and we had an absolute blast. It's just like. 
how Wii Sports was, you know, like any your grandma can play it. the The controls are so simple. My my niece had a little bit of trouble uh, with the bowling because she she couldn't get the hang of sort of holding the controller straight. She'd always sort of like like end up twisting it a little bit, and then the the ball would spin, and she'd miss her shots. Um, but for the most part, it was pretty easy for anyone to pick up. My sister doesn't play video games and she destroyed me at bowling, <laughs> like absolutely destroyed me. Uh, and my nephew, he beat me a couple of games as well too. Uh, but tennis is exactly how you remember it. It's so much fun. I don't remember if they had the special shots in it in Wii Sports, but I like the, I, I do like how there's basically a... There's basically a, a timing thing where if if someone does a particular return to you, the ball will go up in the air and be purple, and then you can sort of just smash it uh, over the fence. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a, a lot of fun. But I know, buddy, you played yourself some Nintendo Switch Sports. Your most recent episode of Radio Watson is about Nintendo Switch Sports. What are what are your thoughts on yeah, it? Yeah, cheap plug. Um, I think it's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, definitely. Um, to have some gripes with it, like it's definitely. I guess with Wii as well, there's so many other sports or um, customization settings you could kind of play around with, like making matches longer or you know having more sets in mm. tennis or uh, making no kind of mercy rule um, for soccer or something like that if you're playing on your own in single-player mode. So there's heaps of that kind, of that kind of stuff that goes missing, but I guess they do that deliberately to kind of control the experience and make it the same for everyone that's playing the game. But the, the thing that mm. I was a bit frustrated with is like the kind of the sports selection i don't think the chambara like the sword fighting is as good as what boxing is and um i really miss baseball and having two racket sports in there is just kind of a bit frustrating i feel like i honestly feel like tennis has been made redundant because badminton is actually one of my favorites of the new the new game and i I think it absolutely just kills kills tennis like the strategy of it like the drop shots like yeah it's just yeah, just next level. But um, yeah, the new sports are really good. The, the volleyball is quite good. Badminton's quite good. But my favourite is easily like the, the soccer. And um, it's a bit hard getting used to kind of the new bowling mechanics as well, like holding the button in, like you were saying before for your... Um, was it your niece, was you saying? My niece, yeah. yeah. So definitely feels weird because the Joy-Cons are smaller than what the Wiimotes are. It's a bit harder to kind of have more control over it. But if they're going to support it and add more sports like they are with golf later in the year, which I'm super keen for, um, that'll be great. But yeah, every now and then I just oh, pop it so in. So they are, they are adding golf. That's confirmed, they're, is it? Confirmed. They're adding golf and uh, back into the year. So um, Is that going to be paid or is it going to be free? Free download code. Oh, free golf. Yeah, we golfers, yeah. man. So I've been playing a bit online with a few friends and here and there, and every now and then I just fire it up to... Uh, to play some games online i guess that's the the good thing you can do now and um mm. that you couldn't do in the past so yeah I, i'm having a lot of fun with it i think you were spot on there with that uh, at the start with the the criticism about the lack of options and whatnot especially i noticed it with badminton because literally like, at least with tennis you can say you can do like best out of five so you can get a bit of a longer match and then you can choose how difficult the the uh, opponents are in mm. saying that though you know, the, whatever the, the, the two first options are, are easy as, and then the third one is like 10 times more difficult. So I don't know what they were thinking with the, <laughs> as far as the difficulty worked out with the different uh, tennis players. But yeah, badminton's literally, it's just one-on-one 
and you you got to get to five and at least be two points ahead, I think. So the games are over really, really quickly mm. and you don't have any option there to extend it. It was really only tennis, I think, and then bowling as well too that gave you a sort of few more different options in how to play it. Because yep. uh, bowling, if you get sick of, of everyone having to take turns and, and get up and, and move, you can do it so everyone bowls simultaneously. Um, we did it with three player split screen. I'll tell you what, the frame rate <laughs> certainly starts to drop. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, like the characters in the background are moving at like, you know, one frame every second, basically, and, and oh while they're walking God. through frame. <laughs> uh, but the bowling still works perfectly fine. Uh, and they've got this this mode in bowling where there'll be like obstacles that will pop up and those obstacles will change each time you play it. And there'll be difficulty, a difficulty slider for that as well, too. And that that was a lot of fun. I, I I like the bowling. I find it very relaxing. So like you know, adding a, f- a few different things to change it up a bit it made made it a, a, a bit, bit more game to it. But well, like every other mode, like like friends and family, depression, anxiety, psych yeah, psychological issues, world events. <laughs> throw the pandemic at you. That you, yeah, you, yeah. you bowl around the pandemic. <laughs> you sank five bars of the beer, and all of a sudden you can't bowl straight. <laughs> <laughs> you're seeing oh, rates go up in terms of all, uh, yeah, in all um, the food and the beer, and you're like, oh, I, I'm not sure if I can afford. Now you can only bowl like one enough. one game instead of like three games because you can only afford it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like you can't afford to hire the shoes, so you're like slipping because <laughs> it's too grippy. You're like not getting that good movement running up. What the hell, Nintendo? Nintendo Switch Sports has gotten so, so realistic. It's I know. Wow. Oh, dear. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, disappointing. It does feel very bare bones. So, like all the rest of the sports, it feels like they could have used way more options. But everything I played, I had fun with. It was super polished. It all worked well. It was easy to pick up and play. And I'm keen to know. Like, it already looks the way that, like, they set up sports selection, like they would be adding more things. So, I'm keen to know that they're going to be adding golf to it because that's a perfect sort of motion control a relaxing kind of game to play for sure uh and yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited to see what they'll add later on down the track and i'll give nintendo switch sports uh nine shambaras out of 13 tennis rackets <laughs> what's a shambara it's it's when you have a beer and you pour lemonade into it and then you drink it it's a sham of a drink, that's for sure. Uh, it's like I was uh, thinking some of Shambhala. Sword, some sh- sword fighting thing. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, to be honest. I've never heard of when, it before. Where, where Nathan Drake sports. goes to get the uh, the treasure. <laughs> yeah, that's the city of Shambhala. That's absolutely right. Yeah, oh, Shambhala. Dear. It's like a mystical city or something, right? Look, all right, yep. we've been going on for long enough <laughs> yeah. at this point. I think it's time to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, thanks so much for joining us. It has been a lot of fun, this episode. I said before we're on break, this this episode has probably had some of the weirdest energy of any episode that we have done this year, and I love it. It's great. (laughs) I apologize in advance, and uh, yeah, thank you for having me. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. I'm expressing my gratitude to you for that, yes. for bringing yes. that, that, that weird, start, starting off with uh, turkey slapping, it only just got weirder from there. <laughs> He's put on his Hannibal Lecter mask, Bloody it's great. crazy. Oh dear, the mask maker returned. Buddy, <laughs> remind the peeps where they can uh. check out, <laughs> where, they, where they can check out all your wonderful content. 
Um, plug, buddy, plug. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BuddyWatson12. Uh, my podcast, Radio Watson, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and all good podcast services. And if you want to watch me stream, I'm streaming over at Buddy Watson on Twitch. Uh, my main priority is a lot of like, retro games. So like, I played Super Mario World through recently, Donkey Kong Country 2. I'm going to go start going through kind of like... I uh, went, went through Goldeneye as well. So I'm going to start going back and revisiting Ooh. my favorite games of all time and, and getting that nostalgia Holy kick and, and, and uh, that too. So, but, I, but I've also like... I might need to watch this. This is incredible. These are all my games. I love them. Yeah, but oh, I and obviously like doing a lot of um, new style indie games. So I've done like Moonglow Bay, Tunic, and uh, more recently the only AAA title I've played is The Quarry. So uh, yeah, a bit, bit of a, a variety slash retro coming up and uh, looking to increase streaming going forward. So yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Bloody overall. I'm, I'm going to have all those links in the description down below. And um, yeah, I'm keen for your next episode of Radio Watson as well too. You got the uh, the one about the Xbox showcase you were saying coming up as well. So I had zero plans to do that until you're like, when are you recording another one uh, earlier in this show? So now that you've said that you're looking forward to it, I feel pressured that I might I just have to record it. <laughs> hey, if you need somebody. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yes. <laughs> oh, collab. Let's make it happen. If you want to check out anything we do over at News to Reviews, you're already listening to us. You know what the go is. Please, though, if you can, leave us a review or a rating on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts as well, too. And as I mentioned many times throughout this episode, I'll be streaming The Quarry at 6.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday twitch.tv slash news to reviews I haven't played any of it I'm going in blind other than everything I've heard today I'm keen so come join in on the campy oh, horror with me Lockie do you good. have any final words of wisdom for our listeners uh, I do I actually have a stretch I have a stretch review for um, the quarry there was something that I forgot to mention that I need to mention um, and it's not a spoiler it's more of a these people they, as you were saying um, David Arquette's in it as a cameo so we get an amazing cameo at the end of the game. Um, so there's a podcast in referenced in the game where they've got this paranormal activity type, you know, podcast. That, you know, where they talk about mysteries and what have you, and they they play an episode of that at the end of the game, and in the while it's rolling credits. And the two people that are voicing it are my favourite, most favourite podcasters in the whole fucking world. Um, the creative geniuses behind NADPOD, not another D&D podcast, Brian Murphy and Emily Axford. And they're playing in it, and my mind just blew. I was like, my favourite podcast are now playing the podcast in the game that has nothing to do with any of that, and they're incredible, and I love it. So this game was made just for me. And I'm getting a feeling that, and, and I, like, you know, I never used to be so, so insanely self-centered, but I'm starting to get the feeling that with all these games, remasters being made just for me, like, there's just things that are just happening just for me. Nice little gifts. So if you're like me, um, I, I guess you're probably feeling very chuffed at the moment. So I hope you're all, uh, I hope you all pick up this game and you're chuffed. Oh, well, thanks for allowing me to play your game, Lockie. I'm going to give it a crack. <laughs> And I'm keen for everyone listening to please, if you can, make sure to take care of yourself and take care of one another.
Ah, uh, ah, uh, Game Pass finds a way.